And welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And it's our five-year anniversary. Mm. Isn't that wild to think about? Wow, that's crazy. I know. I've grown so little in that time. <laughs> welcome to the sixth season of D Comedy. For the fifth year, that tripped, that tripped us up a lot last year because I kept saying it's our fifth anniversary, but no, it was our fifth Again, season. Again, no one cares. It was, uh, I'm stupid is the main thing. But we are here today to celebrate this wonderful anniversary by talking to you all about the Disney Channel. It's an event major. Cla- <laughs> classic. Anniversary event major. Xenon the sequel. Throwing it back to our I first anniversary celebration. I honestly think the best part of this movie, and I will say this up top, is the fact that they called it the sequel. Oh, that's yes. fucking nonsense. That, well, and no, I love it. No, no. That, someone saw their opportunity and they took yeah, it. That's, that's called, what it is. That's called seeing an open hoop and just fucking slamming the ball in. Because that's the best part of this whole movie. Yes. Because this movie was Sucks. not good. So <laughs> bad. Good. I, okay. To be fair, we mentioned last... I mean, well, you did last month. You I had no memory. You were like, "Well, I had never seen it," but you were like, "Luke, it's Xenon. It, it's like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good." There are the thing is, this movie would suck if it wasn't Xenon. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bad Xenon movie, but it's the not. Problem the problem is, like, even though it's a bad Xenon movie, it's kind of like Star Wars. Where like, and and ride with me on this because it's like. I just love the concept so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even when the plot is shit and the characters well, are unlikable, I'm like, I love that we're on a space station. She's dressed crazily and saying crazy bullshit. Well, like, it's, it's not even that. It's just that, like, I already like all these characters. Yeah, yeah. And, and I definitely think they knew who really popped in the last movie. So they're um, like, we, so we, we're going to shoehorn Protozoa. We're going to shoehorn Protozoa. has no reason to be in this movie. We'll talk about it. But, but Protozoa and Commander Plank both get way more screen time. Yes. And they were both big shining stars. As they should have been. Absolutely. I agree with you. I was like, this should have just been a buddy comedy with <laughs> But it's stuff like that that actually made it like somewhat watchable. I will watchable. say there's one misstep there that they they misfired on. Margie? Why the fuck does she have as much screen time as she does? That it's, girl is a beautiful human and a wonderful person, I'm sure. Not a good actress. What well, I disagree. Not a good actress. A great decom actress. I think... No, no, I... No, I think she brings everything she needs to to Margie. I disagree no, with you. No, I, I will get into it, but I have some real qualms with but some my, of this. But my theory about this, about why um, Margie is so focused upon... Is that Raven Simone didn't come back, or they couldn't yes. get her, or something? So they. But then there's still a huge nebula plot. Yes, but she drops out for a long time. Oh. So my they God. they needed to but shift the focus. I will say one thing that I actually don't know if the Margie girl's that bad of an actress. I just think her and Xenon, Kristen Storms, have zero chemistry. This whole thing is built on like yeah. they're fighting and like they're like push and pull, and there's just like miles of dead air in between their lines that you could like drive trucks through. Yeah, no, they I would seem ag- to be acting. Like it's almost like the thing in like the fucking Good Wife, where like the people were in two different like um, rooms for every scene in the last season because they were in a feud. Like those people don't even feel like they're in the scene together. Okay, that you cued yourself. That was an easy Fast and the Furious reference yes, between yes, the Rock the and Vin Diesel. You didn't do, didn't go there, okay, sorry, but, I'm off. But no, I agree with you. I, I do agree. There is a lack of chemistry between them, and really, what and I think new it is, Nebula and and Kristen Storms don't have the same chemistry that she did with Raven. That's what I'm saying. Is I think they knew they couldn't get chemistry out of both of them. So they're like, well, fans already like this person, but. 
here's what I'm saying. The, the reason I think Margie, she does a good job. I, I disagree with Emma that she's bad. The reason that Margie just feels off in compared to Zena is that Margie also thinks this is her movie. Margie thinks the, Mar Margie, Margie's acting, and I'm not saying the character, the Margie's actress is acting like she's the main character. No, I don't give a shit. The problem with this movie also <laughs> The it's actual the plot. Pro it's the plot. It's the plot. It's, 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 it's terrible. No one has any motivation. I, Nobody. I, I, there's seven different conflicts. Get, it's like, why could who storyboarded this? Thing? I, that's that's actually my theory. Is that I don't think there was a storyboard. I think someone was like, hey, um, Xenon did really well. Do you have any ideas for the sequel? And they're like, okay, here's seven. No, 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 no. What if uh, Xenon tried to find aliens? You know, she's in space, so there's an alien. That's method. a good conflict. That, that makes sense. Okay, great. Um, write like you know a rough draft with some ideas and everything, and we'll get you. And the guy just didn't do it. And then they started making the movie and they're like, hey, you got that script and everything. And he was like, oh no, was I supposed to do? And so they just had to, they, they just had to come up with it out of pocket. No, no, my thing is that I feel like the, they, they were all in a room and the coked out guy was like, Xenon did great. Let's do it again. Who's got some ideas for what could happen here? And one guy was like, um, Xenon connects with aliens and no one believes her. It's like, okay, oh great, write that script. And then someone was like, um, Margie from Earth comes to the space day and it's being deconstructed by her military warlord father. And they're like, okay, yeah, great, write that script. And then it's like, Protozoa goes missing, and no, and he won't write music again, but Xenon goes to find him. Okay, write that script. And instead of having a competition to see which one of those was the best script, they just made it all into one fucking movie. And it's a mess. I can see that too. That's enough. That's also a thing. But you're absolutely right. It feels like there's seven different things going on. I, I None of you. which are connected to each other no, in any way. No, there's literally, we'll talk about it, but like, okay, like we mentioned, there's aliens, right? And so she's like, okay, we the aliens want to meet Protozoa. It, that, I know that's crazy, but there's there's actually some logic to it. But she's like, so loose, we, need to, loose. But we, but we need to find Protozoa to meet the aliens. And then also the space day, the space day is getting closed down. The space day is knocked out of orbit? Oh, that well, comes okay. out of nowhere. Oh, hang on. Also, first, we're getting so out of ourselves, number one. Number two, I need to be very clear because this hit me like a freight train. It is not space stay. It is spay stay. And I- It's not space stay? No, it's space stay. It's written in the uh, captions. And then when you are reading it while they're saying it, you're like, oh my God, they are just saying space, space stay. stay. And I know it's hard to hear because it's kind of like all runs together, but it's the space day. Oh, damn. Okay. I know. I've been it wrong this whole time. Okay, well, let's jump in. Well, we also, I also, I mean, we've been spelling Zetus Lapidus wrong our entire life. It's like starts with a C instead of a Z, which I makes... think I was spelling car wrong. I think <laughs> I in the script, Xenon car. Yeah, with a, I, well, how are you spelling it? I think I was spelling it with like two R's or something. Oh, well, I mean, it, I, does it not have two R's? I thought it was K-A-R-R. I don't know. Ah, whatever. Yeah, let's start talking about because we're already so into it. There's not much news to talk about. Spin, the Descendants Royal Wedding, and Christmas again. The, all stuff we talked about before, just have more info What's came Descendants out. Royal Wedding? It's like an animated thing they're doing that's like Ben and Mal getting married or something. How old are these people? I don't Did know. Have this conversation well, I think that's why it's animated is so they're older, maybe. I don't know. I, I kind of don't care. But there's all stuff that's come out with more info. Look it up if you're interested. Okay. So, Xenon. Um, Love this ripoff of the Star Wars scroll to open oh, on the Zatpad. Yes. They rip off the Star Wars scroll. Well, yeah, they started updating the, you on what Xenon's been up to. They rip off the Star Wars scroll, but they give us a narrator, like the Power Rangers movie, where yes. it's like way too, and I think it's at the joke that it's way too booming and dramatic, that Xenon Carr, the girl of the 21st century. All that's really there is that, that of importance is that like everyone loves Xenon now, because Xenon saved all their lives. Yeah, now she's popular. And now she's popular and cool, and everyone also, knows her. Also, Zatpads look like Etch-a-Sketches. I'll say that once I'll say it a million times when that thing pulled up. I was like, that looks like an etch a sketch, and they all look so cheaply made. But this is the first time they've actually dropped that they're called zap pads. When oh, the last and the last one, we were just like, other than the freaking iPad or whatever. I noticed that. that I was like, oh, they actually gave it a name. Then we see Xenon, 
And I know it's only been two years, but Chris is Kirsten Storms. Is it Kirsten? Not Kristen? Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten Storms grew up a lot in this oh, year. She, she had looks, puberty. She looks so much older. She looks so much older, and also she looks amazing. Oh, she looks um, great. It's just like I don't believe you that it was two years, even though it was. There's an absolute weird line at the end of the scroll where it's like, now she's 15 years old, and everything's changing. <laughs> Done sentence. And I was like, what's changing? She got her period? And then I saw her, and I was like, everything is changing. She looks like a woman. <laughs> so the, the credits there's are There's so many lines in this movie where I like felt like there was going to be a second part of the sentence. That's all I have to say about this movie. If I have to distill it, like, that, like it's just this movie does not finish any of its thoughts. And I also think that's true of the opening crawl, because the opening crawl, like, he yeah, is up to date on, he keeps updating what's happened in the past year, I guess. But also you'd think they would do it to kind of explain Xenon's deal. Yeah, no, like, no, no, To no. be like, oh, she lives on a, the Wyndham, Wincom no, no. space station. No, 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 and, no, no, no. and even like essential things, like catch me up to date on the characters because like, what's the point of the scroll? Like I was like, is our commander playing? and Judy still dating? Like mm-hmm. we find I, out. I got so nervous that they were broken up. And like, I've seen Z3. I know they get married and like adopt they a kid. They get married in this. And then, well, yeah, but they adopt, I knew from that that yeah. they, they, they get they are married and adopt a kid. But I was like, I don't think my heart can take it if they've broken up. I love them together so much. I also I also want to thank speaking of appearances I must thank you and previous guest Spencer for prepping me that Raven Simone is not the in Nebula this movie. recast is the jarring ne- the Nebula recast would have really shook me it was it was it's, I knew it was coming and it's still no alive. no disrespect to this actress by the way it's just it's it's a uh, I don't think she's necessarily doing a bad job no I think no. she's a fine actress when you she's walk in Raven, Raven when you Simone. walk in Raven's footsteps much you, like me I'm not Raven Simone yeah, I can yeah. walk in there no disrespect and do that job no God no I don't want to do any job after Raven someone who's done it, to be quite honest. I, I see now I picture you being like, hey, can you sweep this floor? Raven Simone did it last week. I'm, I'm not, like, touching, I'm not, touch touch that broom. not touching that broom. Um, but yeah, when you zoom in on them, they're just walking around the space, stay hanging out, and they just start throwing a bunch of new slang at the us. Slang, but thermo the, but they one. like they build on it in such a crazy way. So thermo. The, I mean, you get some of your old favorites, like the, that's gonna be a, like a vent major, yeah, like that, a they keep problem minor nebula. Like they do that stuff, but there's a lot of new shit. I also don't understand like the differentiation between Earth slang and space. Well, this slang. was this was in the first one too. Was that there was Earth and space day slang? It's just that we're not spending as much time around like people who would use. But Earth Margie slang. starts like the like she, yeah, she it's, it's like she moved to London and got an accent yes. like Madonna. She starts using their slang, but then she has her own slang like fabulous. Yeah, that's the thing. She says you used her word, and I was like, I assumed that was just Earth slang because yes. we know it's different than space day slang. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like ice and thermo get thrown at us right here. But Xenon leads Neb into this like restricted area, and Neb is like because like they gave Xenon access to all which the is the most areas. insane thing because it's, she saved the space station. Yeah, it's like well, you saved all of our lives. Now you run the space station. Fifteen year old girl. Fifteen year old. Which like I like I and I for, honestly like they bump into Commander Plank and he's like Xenon, Nebula, good to see you both. And it's like I like that they're showing their relationship has evolved from him just being like oh that Xenon car. But then when it's like well here's the key to everything. Yeah, I do not think she needed. It's the like key. they gave her the key to the city but it was an actual key, key to, to every city, door, door in the city. All the doors and everyone's home. But they, this, she takes her into a restricted area and was like I've been playing with the monitors in here and I discovered a video game that you can play. Or she's like this, I made up this new game. So her and Nebula play a version of what's that 80s game? Pong? Yes. It's not Pong. It's what that's what that <laughs> it's like, like. It's like reverse Pong where you're trying to keep things in instead of going by but there's a bunch of them. But yeah, so this also like as much as I was just saying that their relationship has changed as it 
turns out Xenon car, not changed at all. Still going around making- Fucking with monitors <laughs> in restricted areas. Not thinking about consequences. And I was like, I invented a game. And I was like, you invented a game in an existing monitor? Oh, I also want to paint a word picture for you, audience. When we say a restricted area, it's like a completely clean room with a bunch of TV monitors that have matrix code on it. And then there's consoles that, to her credit, do look like a video game station okay. from a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, thank you. Okay, <laughs> I have in my notes, Luke, that the whole thing, like every, like the restricted area, the alien lab, I forget what they actually call that. It's every, like the alien observation. Yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck that is. It all reminds me of, and this is a deep cut for my older audience members. Remember that thing that oh, was like, wait to hear like this. an elevated Chuck E. Cheese, but by Disney? It was like Disney Quest or something. Yes. There's, the whole thing feels there, like a Disney there's, Quest. There's a Defunct Land episode on it. Yes. Plug. Great, great YouTube channel. Go watch it. Every, that room, this room felt like a Disney Quest to me. Yeah, this game I can see felt that. felt like something that oh, would be a Disney Quest. Speaking of which, we should also mention everyone's in new fits in this movie. Fits are, you know, the plot might be in the shitter. <laughs> the fits are absolutely fly. It's wild. It, it's like, they're not bad, um, but they definitely kind of like hit me as being so wildly different from the first movie. I think they got a lot more budget to the costumes yeah, or something. But also, I had this note a little bit later, but I guess I'll touch down on it now. They go a little bit more like hard sci-fi. You know how like in like a cantina scene in Star Wars, you would see someone with just like a fish head walking <laughs> behind them. It's not like that, but it's like you'll just see someone with like a bunch of like tubing for a helmet. And, like like the, like the costumes, especially even in the background actors, are like way more outlandish. Yeah, they went like a- the parents wear like neon clear trench coats at yeah, one they, point. Yeah, they went a lot more Star Trek with it. Yes. in my opinion. Um, and like like literally, I I didn't notice this in the first movie because I hadn't watched Star Trek at that point, but. Apparently Apparently the Windcom logo is like just the Star Trek logo, but with uh, some circles around it's it. It's not broken. Fix it. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing that. But yeah, there, but there's a lot more like, like in the first movie it was all like jumpsuits, yeah. at least on the kids. But on this one, there's like hoodies and like skirts that, that goes with them. It's way more Star Trek. There's yeah. like, like she has little like wings on her uniform. That's a good yeah. comparison. But so yeah, they're, the credits are still rolling. They're playing this stupid game that she thinks she invented. And what it actually is, is it's, it's opening. Sucking people into open well, space. Well, yeah, no, it's opening, the, opening and closing the airlock in Commander Plank's office. Why that's in his office, I don't know. But it's so it's sucking all of his like you know papers and stuff. And freaking this was the craziest thing to me. His furniture is getting sucked. His in furniture open face. is on rollers. <laughs> You're in a space station. How, why would you have anything on rollers? Would you not have that for shit bent down? For comedy. But so all of his stuff gets sucked out, and then we see him like standing by the window talking to some guy, and the guy sees it and points it out to him. And, he, and then I go, these people are about to be sucked into open space. <laughs> it's not funny. I am scared of space. Like, this is a terrifying reality. What do you mean you're scared of space? Are you, are you planning on a Jeff Bezos flight I sometime? I mean, it's one of my biggest fears. At one point, uh, I went on a field trip uh, to a, a, oh a planetarium or something in grade school. I think I was in, like, second grade. I had to go on a field trip to a planetarium and made you stand in front of a funhouse mirror that showed you what happened if you got stuck in a black hole. Which I understand now as an adult, it's not a reality that will ever happened to me hopefully but also it still petrifies me to this day it's like it's like when you were a kid you thought you could get stuck in quicksand a lot yes! more my ever. quicksand was black hole. <laughs> so this is hijinks and i would like to get past it because it's not that fucking funny Oh, yes, it isn't. And Commander Plague just comes in and yells at her. So he's like, Xenon, you can't be doing this, obviously. Bad bad form, bad yeah. form. He informs her what's going on. And she's like, sorry, but you know what? I did save all of our lives, so we're cool, right? And he's like, nah, we are still pretty cool. But it um, really does not that mad. After, again, want to reiterate, almost being sucked that into open space. Yes, but 
Now it's time for sandbagging number two on top of Nebula being recast is we cut to Xenon in a room holding her zap pad. She's like, okay, Couldn't bye. Couldn't even get this guy for a cameo. <laughs> Couldn't even get this guy to do a voice? No, not even, no. Well, first of all, no, not even that. I couldn't record him for like on a certain, you could have done cell phone footage oh, yeah. of him, but just for the zap pad. Um, I mean, but, half of this movie and half of Z3 as well takes place like a fucking Zoom call. You <laughs> could like, it's so easy to get people in these movies because of the zap pad technology. Yes. Like why, 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 why could we not get Greg? It is Xenon talking to herself in the most unnatural phone conversation. And then she goes, have a nice life. That's what it is. That's what clicks. it is. Is that's how they do it? And I go, who ends a phone conversation like that? And I was like, yeah, wait, was she talking to to, to Greg? And then she's like, well, Greg broke up Greg. with me. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, are you mad about it? Well, it's also like or not I, mad. The, the word, the word she, Margie always says. I think Margie or her mom or somebody says it. Pancaked. Are you no, pan- Margie says pancaked. Are, are you pancaked about? Which means crushed. Which I assume is Earth slang. But, but that like, got me. Greg, like the it was the way that she's talking on the phone where she sounds, and it's definitely because she's a young actress and like there's no one on the end of the phone, and so she doesn't have any emotion behind her voice. She just goes, "Well, have a nice life," and I was like. That's a very cordial way to tell someone to fuck off. Like, it doesn't sound like she's talking to anyone. And then she's like, well, Greg broke up with me. And I was like, that was the breakup? Yeah, it was very anticlimactic. And, I, and like I said, hit me like a freaking sack of bricks. Now for her hijinks. As also, we this know. breakup, which we have factored in, I thought just to explain away the disappearance of Greg. Yes. But, but like, they keep bringing it up of like, you're so down in the dumps. Doesn't really seem to affect her. No, doesn't seem to factor into the plot at all. So stop bringing it up. I did kind of feel like she was, like her direction was to act like it wasn't bothering her, but I think it was kind of bothering her, but there's just a lot of other stuff But then have that factor into the plot in any way, shape, or form. Here's here's how it factors into the plot. And and, uh, it's time to get film theory with Lucas, is Mm. that this is, as much as I was saying this, this sequel is pretty bad, It is the Spider-Man 2 of this trilogy where our hero must fall to their lowest points. As we'll see in the course of the movie, she loses her love. She loses her fame. She loses her popularity. She loses her friends. She loses protozoa She loses she, the jungle. She has to get it all back. She has to go climb that mountain yet again. So we're starting off with the lo- with the least blow, which is losing Greg because no one cares about Literally Greg. Literally couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Don't remember what he looks like. Commander Plank then leads her down to the alien patrol lab and is like, your punishment for, again, almost, a Disney quest. for almost murdering me is that you have to be in this alien patrol lab. And with do like detention shifts, basically. Dip, essentially... With the weirdest human being alive, Orion. (laughs) And I say weird for his personality, number one. But number two, just his, like... General... Just general, like... Unnecessariness. Unnecessariness in this movie. And, I mean, I don't want to spoil things. Apparent love interest at the end. What the fuck? That was when I actually, like, shut my computer and was like, fuck this movie. Like, talk about unearned bullshit. What was that what well, what also gets me here is that like orion as far as i'm aware maybe someone who's more aware of this universe can correct me he's not one of the kids from the last movie like why not make it one of her friends i have no idea i don't know where like this man Le- comes like from. leo i remember was in the I first one i don't remember one. where this man i don't know where this man comes from and i don't really know why we needed him except for being like nerdy guy in the alien lab which is like fine he's gonna info dump alien shit on us like yeah. that's great but like why do we need him in the final adventure why do we need to have a weird moment where he looks 
looks like he's gonna kiss her, but then they both stand there in silence, and she just turns back around. <laughs> also, like, why is Plank doing all of the parenting? Like, he's, I'm like, I'm, I literally had the note, I was like, are her parents, like, around anymore? Why is Plank, like, the main adult figure in, like, the first, like, 20 of this movie? Yes, but this was established in the first movie that the parents are just constantly doing science experiments, and anything Xenon gets up to has the chance of killing everybody in the space day, so he needs to be on top of that. And plus, he, her parents aren't. And plus, he's she's, he's going to be her uncle, so like they're you know she's dating uh, he's dating her aunt. So there's there's a there's a relationship there. Also, Orion would he does like a crazy speech when he when he's introed in the alien space yes. lab. In this opening scene, this man is tweaking out. Like I have had someone scream basically this speech verbatim to me on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, how will we be the only ones out there? We're not yes. alone. We're not alone. He's like, that's so arrogant of us <laughs> to think that we're the only living things in the entire universe. But what also I feel. I feel like we should bring this up because it's emblematic of a larger problem. There's a, a, a small yet frustrating lack of continuity with the first movie because if you remember, this is supposed to be a science lab where everyone on it has a purpose. Everyone is doing their experiments. That's why they're up here. I don't know why they would also be like, well, while we're up, we might as well scan for some aliens. But yeah, like, I think they were. I, and I, we'll get we'll get a teenager to do it. I'm like, that's the thing. It's not assigned to any like one and we'll doctor. Get a fifteen year old. Yeah, the, like, the keys of the kingdom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they literally did do that. They gave Xenon the keys of no, the kingdom. No, they did. I, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't know why Orion is in charge of this. I am not shocked. This thing almost fell out of the sky like three times. Yes, he yeah, he gives that whole weird speech and like kind of shows her around, and she's like, oh man, this sucks. So it's like the space day equivalent of like getting your. She's stuck in the tension with the weird kid. You you know what I yes. mean? Like, that's, like, where she's at emotionally, physically, spiritually. Do we now see her parents? Yes. Now she goes and talks to her mom. What the fuck is going on with the mom? Well, they recast her. Okay. And they... the dad. Okay, 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 okay. The mom looks kind of fabulous. She's in kind of, like, an old Hollywood, all-powder blue get-up. She seems incredibly zanned out, which I now realize it does seem that she has some sort of futuristic anxiety disorder. Yeah, this was so weird. So, okay, quick, again, continuity. Um, Xena, they're from Earth. Like, yeah. they lived on Earth until Xenon was five and then moved up here. So Xenon has not been on here this whole time. But they referenced in the first movie that her mom was, like, had some kind of traumatic experience where I think we joked that they implied she was, like, mugged at gunpoint or something like that, but we were never given the exact... <laughs> you know, the joke. <laughs> well, yeah, we weren't... That was what they, like... Shot. They kind of alluded to it, but they didn't, like, go think... But now in this one, she's fully afraid of the planet Earth. Yeah, she <laughs> like, hates Earth, where her sister ostensibly where lived. Where she lived for most of her life. But also, another really fun thing that I... I discovered later on that I will give more notes on. What the fuck is this mom's accent that she keeps sliding into? Did you notice that? No, I She's think... doing a transatlantic accent. Maybe she was trying to cover, she might, this was filmed in New Zealand. I think she's from I think New, she's probably Zealand. From New Zealand. I she think was she's... like, can you do any form of an English accent or American accent to cover this? And so I guess that's what she came up I'm with. I'm convinced she's from New Zealand because the way that she's covering it, it almost is like a Lulu Diamonds, like old Hollywood, like ah, oh, what does Anon? What are we doing? Going. And then it's this weird, and then there's also other people in this movie that also I could tell were from New Zealand, like like the security, like the space cops at the end. They had when they had a few lines, I was like, oh, they're trying to cover an accent, not well. <laughs> but so while yeah, she's talking to her mom about how much it, she hates, she doesn't want to have to do alien patrol, and mom's like, hey, you know, your it's your punishment, I'll deal with it. And then while they're talking, she also tells her that Greg broke up with her, and uh, she's like, no, it's fine, I'm dealing with it. But while they're talking, we get a news report. And this... Sent Xenon into an emotional rage? Well, I mean, it sent me into a bit of an emotional rage, if I'm being quite honest, Emma. Protozoa... Well, this is was, missing. Well, that's the thing. 
he's been missing for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just talking about it like now. it just happened. Mm-hmm. They're like, no one has seen him in since, a year. since no the one's concert. Since the space concert mm-hmm. at the end of the last movie. As you all know, zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, boom. Like yes, of course. My supernova girl. Of course. And she's like acting like he was just taken off the streets. Like, Xenon literally screams, why is he doing this? <laughs> and I was like, he, what? He, like, you wouldn't, he's your favorite rock star. There's posters of him all over her room. And she's just learning now that he's been missing No, no. They're also close personal okay. friends. <laughs> Don't keep that out. They are close personal friends after the event of the first film. I want to say something controversial yet so brave. I don't need anybody else in these movies besides Protozoa. Protozoa. Yeah. I don't need you can, you can You can have it. Just listen. Do a Protozoa and Xenon buddy cop movie. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't it. want anybody else. Commander Plank is their commanding officer. Trim and the fat trim on the fat. these things. Trim Margie. Get Xenon and Protozoa together in a Magic spaceship. is going to happen. I, I don't need anybody else. And like, and so, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, because I don't want you to get pissed at me in the way that I was pissed at Mickey M. Mouse. Um, <laughs> Protozoa does not show his overly spray tan face until 40 minutes into this well, thing. Well, yes, but that's a marked improvement over the first film where he's only in the last like 15 oh, minutes. Oh, God. It's like, what do we have to do to get him in at minute one? <laughs> I think it's that his actor, Phil Grease, cannot physically maintain that accent for... Which again, the man is British, but I don't, I do not think what he is. is he, he can't doing? be that British. There's no way. He's doing like Mick Jagger in space. Yeah, and well, I that's love the point. So it's because he's like much. a rock star. Pop I love star. it so it's much. A, the, it's I would the watch best. two hours of it. I would watch two hours of just him reading the phone book, and that's not an exaggeration. <sighs> um, he's gone. But no time to process that, because now... There is a new plot point! Because guess what's happening? Oh, right, the United States military is coming. Did not expect there to be an anti-U.S. military plot. Th- that's the thing, right? Is I feel like it's not an anti-U.S. military... Because, spoiler alert, and I don't feel bad spoilering this, because it's a dog shit story, <laughs> is that the military is trying to save everyone's life. They are the they are the ostensible quote-unquote villains. why did they say that up fucking front? Well, because they needed this plot to happen, where Xenon was trying to save the space day yet again. But also the the, the some things aren't worth saving. There, there, is, there is there is an ant a meta mer- narrative of anti-military because this general is willing to go to war with a fourteen-year-old girl like over nothing. Like it's like he acts like he, he is speaking softly and carrying a large stick for a fourteen-year-old girl. But yeah, so during lunch, I couldn't tell if this was like how many sets they saved from the first movie because I feel like this, this is different. This is, is wildly it, it different. It looks kind of. I looked somewhat the same. It's, but it's way more colorful. I don't know yeah, if they painted it. Maybe. It looked say, the same enough that I was impressed. Also, the food looks like dog shit. Well, it's a uh, Keep in mind, and this will be something I touch on later, is that they don't have, it's all the only stuff they can grow on the space station. I forgot about that. Yes. They're all vegan on the space station. Or ve- vegetarian, at least. Is that it's positive in the first movie? Yes! It's explicitly stated. Mm, interesting. Um, food but, looks terrible. But they, I, it's contradicted a little bit later. We'll talk about it. But he gets up during lunch, because everyone apparently eats lunch at the same time, and is like, hey, y'all. Oh, that is in the first movie, because yes. she loves the hamburger. Yes. Yeah, she, she talks about how good Earth food is. Because they have meat. This is because we have an anti-US military subplot and also a fucking vegan food is dog shit subplot. <laughs> 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 Taking some hard swings. But so they, uh, he's like, hey y'all, guess what's happening? You know what this looks like? 
I just got it. What? I have been dancing around it in my head. Like, Lay it on me. It's been spinning around, and I finally landed like, on like it. Like the space thing spins yes. around Earth? spinning around. Like, the space is spinning around Earth. The whole, like, aesthetic of this, I was trying to make an analogy before with, like, Star Wars, but it didn't work because it's not aliens. Where, like, what does everyone dress like in this version of this movie and, like, in this mess hall scene when the parents are in, like, neon clear lab coats? It all looks like that fucking Disney show starring Michael Jap- Jackson called Captain EO. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it is. Everyone is dressed like they are in Captain Yeah, Neo. I can see that for sure. It's it's like in the future, but it's like what the Michael Jackson but in the 80s thought yeah, the future was. Yeah, a little bit. We said that a lot about the first movie too, but yes, that's a very good... Um, yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. But so he's like, okay, it's been a year since Windcom tried to murder all of us. And so obviously, you know, like they went to jail or whatever. Or they, they were going bankrupt, so I guess they just went bankrupt because the insurance scam didn't pay off. Yeah, yeah. Then also probably jail. Because they yeah, well, were well, 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 for those two specific people, they, they went, to, went jail. to jail. But the company folded, is our understanding. Someone had to fill the windcom gap. What we didn't, ex- this is literally the words out of us. What we didn't expect that would be the United States military, which sounds like they like took it over. Yeah, it's like they were it, pointing. Martial rule. They were pointing. Martial like they were, they were pointing space cannons at the space station, being like, we own this now, otherwise we will. They're blow boarding. You yeah. They're bored. Yes. They're a hostile party. And he's like, so the command does the general or the commander ever get a name even? Hammond Hammond Gen- General Hammond he's coming up where the fuck did I pull I pulled that, that from the deep dark recesses of my mind yeah you palace. Know, that was good I mean you're normally terrible at that I have never remembered anyone's name ever but he's like they General Hammond's coming up with some people they're gonna check it out and like hopefully it's basically y'all if I had to give like a real world equivalent to this it's basically like someone being like our company was just now purchased mm-hmm. um, and I work in media so you know obviously familiar with this so like our company was now purchased by a, a bigger company with actual money and they are going to decide if we're profitable or not and there's going to be layoffs and like they, we don't know who's going to get laid off or if there will be like big layoffs or if it's going to keep running smoothly but like people start freaking or they out. Might, or they might close this branch entirely. Yeah or this branch might no longer be considered profitable and you know you've closing been, operations. You've been mathematically illuminated. So eliminated. obviously the parents because like as Luke said earlier everyone's parents on this space day are there as scientists working some job ostensibly and they're all freaking out that they're about to like lose their jobs and get sent to Earth. Yes because if you if you don't have a job here, you go back to Earth. Like, yeah. And they're talking about jettisoning, like, old parts of the space. I, mean, I don't know if that's yet. This but. makes no fucking sense to me. How does it help the space station to explode parts of it <laughs> off into open space? Because it looks cool. And how does that work? Do walls just appear? Like, how are people not sucked out? Well, yeah, they cl- they close it down and they make people sit in, like, their little chairs with the seat Yeah, belts. yeah, okay. But my assumption would be that, like, it It would... is literally, guys, like, chicken run. It's like, put your head between your ass and... Well, like, well because I th- my guess would my guess would be that it helps. Number one, you would use less power because you don't have to run power to those parts of the station. Hey, Luke, I didn't need you to be on the gar- government side with this one. <laughs> <You> fucking patsy. <laughs> Number two, I think the thing they're determining is if it's still safe. Because, like, they're worried that the space station has deteriorated. It has. We it has. It's on the orbit. Well, what, are, what is this charade? Well, I don't know if they, well, I don't know if they say that explicitly yet. So he gives his whole speech, and then Hammond shows up. The general. The general. Xenon's talking with Plank. Uh, a guy comes up and is like, oh, the general wants to see you. And Commander Plank's like, yes, of course, I'll be right there. And he's like, no, sir, I was actually talking to Xenon. Which was, a, I thought, Good kind bit. of funny. That Good was kind of funny. Bit. And so he goes in there. Uh, he's like, oh, I've heard a lot about you. First of all, this man's costume is what it looks like it's like one solid piece yeah like they gave him like a styro like like they gave him like the, the outfit and then just sprayed it with a bunch of starch and then it's like he can barely 
really move Everyone's his arms. Everyone's clothes look so starchy. Commander Plank's clothes look really starchy. Right, but, the, but they don't have, like, that shine to them that his has. It looks so It appears thick. to be plastic. Yes. But he's like, I have a, I've heard so much about you, Xenon. And she's like, whatever you need. Like, I'm, like, ready for, like, like duty major. Like, I'll help you with the space day and blah, 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 blah. She, no, she's like, I was like, I'll do special ops. She's, like, she's ready to get sent to, like. She's ready to do covert ops. Yeah, she, she's ready to, like, murder people. <laughs> like, come up behind them with knives. Xenon gets shit done, okay? Was, that's true. That's the thing. I don't want to underplay that. Xenon remains the heroine feminist icon we all need. But he's just like, I'll do whatever you need, sir. Like, I'll, I'll kill whoever in Bangladesh. <laughs> like, I, she's ready. Dead and men then, tell no tales. And then he's like, oh, I have a special assignment for you. And I've after I've talked to everyone, and I've turned, like... Decided you're the best girl for the job. Watching over my dear darling daughter who's coming with me to the space day. And guess what? It's the bitch from the first movie, Margie. <laughs> Which is wild because, like, her... I mean, I guess Margie does hate her, but they, like... I imagine they kind of kept in contact. Like, Greg, why wouldn't Greg give her... Like, I know they just broke up. But Greg wouldn't be like, hey, I'm dumping you. BT dubs Margie's coming up there. Here's the thing that drove me nuts, you guys. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> is, like, Xenon Carr, again... Feminist icon. She doesn't need no man. Doesn't need a romantic subplot. And I was as frustrated as I was with some of the Margie chemistry issues. I was like, well, we're the main conflict and growth here is between two women deciding that they're going to put aside their differences and work together and build a female friendship. I was like, that's refreshing. If you, I mean, you're stretching some things, but yes. I'm giving them a lot more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but that's right. That's the loose outline. You ever see that, that meme, guys, of like Game of Thrones season one through four? And it's like a beautifully drawn horse. And then it's like five <laughs> through eight. And it's like a stick figure by the end. Yeah. This is like a stick figure version of the beautiful narrative well, that well, I'm weaving. Right. And I'm glad they didn't add, feel that we got like eight plot lines going on. Let's not cram a romantic one in. But then they literally <laughs> take the one compliment I can give them and shoot it right in the foot. And they take the one penis that is age appropriate and in the cast. The only penis floating around this <laughs> goddamn space station. And they insert him right in the middle. Like, I... I and here's the thing. I mean, I know we're... Again, this is literally in the last five seconds when we were so ahead of ourselves. I think Xenon also recognizes that, like, yeah, no. He, Xenon looks at him like a creepy guy coming up to you yeah, in the bar. Yeah, because she's like, okay, yeah. And then, like, and then turns, turns around. Turns back around. Like, doesn't say two words to him. And I'm like, oh, I don't think she's down for this. Oh, God. I... That was so frustrating. Yeah, Margie walks out of a door and she's like, what's up, bitch? I'm here. Get ready for this storm that's about to run over your entire life. But I will say I love the way Margie styled. She has fucking sick clothes in her. <laughs> what year is it supposed to be now? It's 20, 2051? 20, it's, wait, it's, it was two years our time, one year their time. So 2050. I guess. So 2050 fashion, you're saying they were killing it. Absolutely killing it. Because it really, guys, is just like a slightly like Captain EO version of limited to Libby Lou. Xenon's room <laughs> is like a Libby Lou explosion oh, yeah. and I fucking love it. It's like I would kill to live there. It is amazing. It's let's, the inside of a limited two. Let's talk about this. Yeah, so she takes Margie back to her room and Margie's like, oh yeah, Greg says hi. And she's like, I know you've said that like eight yeah. times. And then she's like, ah, Trey Viral, he broke up with you. Trey Viral, we ne- that, is that French? We Vi- never hear that again. Viral is bad. Yes. She also sprinkled a little French on there because as we all know, rich, mean girls like to spring some French on there. Even in the 2050s. And even in the 2050s. And even in space, yes. rich, mean girls will sprinkle in intro to French. True. Um, I also want to bring up Again, continuity. 
I'm like 90% sure Margie's dad was not meant to be a, said to be a general in the no, first no, movie. No, no, no. If I remember rich. correctly, he like was rich and knew Protozoa somehow because she yeah. kept threatening like, I'm going to tell Protozoa you suck or something. Well, which, as you know, Protozoa's on military contracts. <laughs> yeah, but I also, she could have been lying, I guess. She does do that a lot. That's why I was especially This is also where this. someone says, are you pancaked? And I yes. lost my fucking mind. She's like, she's like, I'm not too pancaked about it. I honestly want to use, that's the one word actually <laughs> that I was like, guys, let's, like, guys, let's make that, let's make pancaked happen. Out of all but I'm kind of like I want to just start slipping that in and see if I can get away with Are it. Are you crushed? No, you're pancake. I'm absolutely pancake. I'm absolutely pancake to time. <laughs> so you just said it to me, and I knew you were gonna say it. But it's I, so I, I, funny. I, yeah, yeah. But so this is actually a great scene in my opinion because she's like, "All right, Margie, look." I, we don't really like okay, each other. Okay, but again, I just want to say, Luke, before you jump into this, there's way too much. This is, it, it's not them. It's bad directing. There's way too much air in between their words. When you're fighting with someone, it should be like, bing, bang, boom, boom. They're like, Margie, look, I know we're not going to get along. Yeah, no, we're not. And I'm like, why the fuck are you guys talking so slow? But so the, this, the reason I like this scene, though, is that she's like, look, Margie, we've had a rough history you and i but here's what you gotta understand is you're on the space station now like this is my i turf. run this bitch. i run this bitch i was on your turf last time and i you, almost and sucked a man and, into open space earlier and you i almost killed a man i almost watched the life drain from a man's I eyes fucking snap necks up here last time i was on your turf and you're freaking crucified me for it so this time things are going to be different i run this show and then margie looks at her dead in the face and says no 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 i i'm margie baby i always she run the show her dick on the table <laughs> she's like you don't understand one bad review from one bad thing you do to me i'm I go, gonna make your parents lose their I'm job i'm gonna fire everybody in this place i'm gonna say the space station is worth saving i've got daddy ugh, wrapped right uh, right around my finger she, she actually doesn't say around my finger which drove me slightly bonkers <laughs> she says like i've got daddy totally wrapped and then stops the sentence <laughs> again Finish the fucking thought, movie. That's what I was saying about it being an anti-meta, anti-military narrative, that this guy would take genuine, like, military advice from his daughter, but the man we see throughout the film would absolutely do that. Absolute cuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But what I want to bring up is that we're in Xenon's room right now, and I was so confused for, like, 90% of this movie, because Margie and Xenon's rooms look exactly the same. They're laid out the exact same. It's the same room. Except that I thought they were sharing a room for the beginning, but it's just that Xenon has like pictures of protozoa and stuff like it's that it's just slightly better decorated and by better but decorated like, but like Zena will be sitting in this room and i was like wait are they you use the Marge's same set oh yeah of course that's yeah. and i know it's a space station you can get away with that but i it just was so confusing to me so now we enter this push and pull we enter a montage of but montages i don't know why i'm having to explain this to people who made a movie for a living are supposed to be quick and yeah. music behind them it is the slowest montage to the point where i don't realize that we've entered a montage and they're and they're getting lunch in the mess hall and like what happens is like they both get trays out of the thing and like margie clearly wants the food that xenon got but they're non-verbal you don't want a montage there's no lines because there's music playing and it's cut scenes quickly together but instead it's so slow it feels like a normal scene that i checked my computer's volume and i was like <laughs> are they speaking and i just can't hear them yes but then and also they're you- just glaring at each other and then like xenon like slides her food and then i'm like what am i watching well it's a couple of the jump off things there number one is that i didn't get that as much for you the thing that made me feel weird about this montage is that there is no there's no dialogue like you're saying, but then there's a scene where she's having Xenon do her homework and like it's on the zap pad and it's all futuristic looking. And I could just hear like the director saying like, 
kids aren't going to get what this is because we're not having them talk. So they needed to put in a computer voice saying like, finish, start, your, homework. finish your homework, time to do homework. And something like that. And I was like, it told, I was like, so wait, this montage is, does have talking. But the other thing is that this is what I was talking about with the food is that the, she gets lunch and then Margie makes her cut her food for her. And what she looks to be cutting a piece of turkey. And I was like, excuse you, you have no meat on this. Oh. And I was like, That's and I was, but I, I don't know if it was like, you know, hashtag to, not canon. Well, I don't know if it was tofurkey or something, but it looked like a slice of turkey. There's um, two, they, they, the fact that they couldn't brainstorm another fucking scene that doesn't take place in the mess hall over food. I was like, this is so goddamn lazy. Um, Then also at one point, there is another slow montage where they're, they do the exact same thing, but it's Xenon decides she's going to stand up for herself. She has like a conversation with Neb where mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not going to just take this all lying down. And I was like, you kind of have to. Your yeah. family's she's, livelihood. She's, she's got you over a barrel. It really got you over a barrel here. And she's like, I have to go give Margie a manicure. Or yeah. I have to go do Margie's nails. Yes. And that Neb's like, well, we can do each other's nails all the time. She's like, no, they're her toenails or a pedicure or something. Yeah. Ew. And then there's another slow montage, nonverbal, <laughs> where Xenon puts glue, like super glue, in the nail polish. She's putting on Margie's nails. And my question here is, what was the plan? She's like, we see that Margie tries to take her socks off. It's glued and she screams like, Xenon! But it's like, she knows you did that. Does she actually do that? I thought she just kind of goes like, hmm. Like she doesn't even make that big of a deal out of it. Because it does, because spoiler alert, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. But it's also like, that's not a good prank because you, she knows you painted her toenails. Right. And then she would know you did it. And also. And then she would send your family home to earth. And also not to be this guy, but wouldn't that just glue the brush to the toenail? <laughs> it would do a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, a- I, I just didn't really understand. Like that's not like sneaking into the shower in a cl- another classic Disney prank, like a BFL. Like when you would like put, like switch someone's shampoo with hair dye a bfl um oh big fat liar big fat liar if you're not up on my briefs for big fat liar (laughs) i I didn't get the memo this week i'm sorry god now i just want to watch big fat liar (laughs) i think that's on the bonus episode list somewhere i can't even we can't even do a pod what are you gonna do a podcast about a perfect movie I feel like we've referenced that movie so I much just on the start the podcast. Yeah. This was a perfect movie. End of podcast. I mean, we've done it before. Aww. Wouldn't that be crazy if we posted the anniversary <laughs> episode saying it's about Xenon the sequel, and then just halfway through it, we decided we were going to stop and <laughs> okay, go so watch. We'll be right back. We're going to go watch it and then come back and just talk the rest of the time about Big Fat Liar. <laughs> that would be quite the swing. But so these stupid ass montages end, and then <laughs> also you know it's a good movie when they do two fucking montages right back on back to back. And like, we, cut, we cut on? to Xenon and the alien patrol app and she's just sitting there being like this sucks I hate my life whatever and then she hears a zoom zoom and uh, she starts freaking out being like aliens holy crap it's aliens blah 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 the instruments do something though correct well they show like a wave and they like record it for them to hear and she like freaks out this is what I didn't understand at first and then I got there eventually but I was like why don't they believe her if the instruments did all that shit and there's a wave but they they then randomly do a throwaway line where they're like it's just satellite interference or yeah, something I like mean, that yeah I mean there's like a million things it could have been it could have been like a, sp- a signal sent from earth that's just hitting them or like radiation like you know you there's no real like clear basically it, it had no markings of like a language or a message it was just like a zoom and it's like funny to hear her say that's not but it's not funny not. at all I will say but, that but this is where it's you don't realize while you're watching if you're watching it for the first time like I am this is the tipping point where everything starts to go bad oh it's is 
And I don't just mean in terms of the plot, but just in terms of how it presents the plot. Because, so she heard this Zum, and she goes and gets Orion and Commander Plank, and is like, I picked something up. I heard something. Oh, we also, we should have touched on the fact, this is a joke. Like, no, they don't expect the Alien Patrol Lab to actually do anything. Oh, yeah, they have to have someone down here, I guess, legally to man it. But they, like, everyone knows, like, him putting her down here is basically putting her in detention, like I said earlier, because, like, no one expects there to be... Orion is the only one who takes it seriously. Yes. So they're obviously super quick to dismiss, because they are like, friggin' aliens, who cares, right? And she's like, no, no, I know what I heard. I'm 100% positive about this. It was a zum. It wasn't just the thing. It was alien language. And they're like, okay, I don't care. And this is stupid. Bye. So that's the end of that. But here's the thing. She becomes a pariah. A social pariah. A social pariah for believing she heard the the zum. the zum. We don't see scenes of anyone getting told about it. Like, what should have happened well, here... Also, we don't see scenes of her, which, like, I'm gonna, again, drink if you're drink if you're playing along at home. You don't get scenes of, say, like, a Harry Potter in the fifth movie book, Umbridge Reign, where, like, he, like, snaps in class. And, like, you know, like, say someone's, like, talking, like, aliens don't exist. And, blah, blah, and like, you don't get a scene of her being like, yes, they do. And then, like, in front of everyone, like, yeah. kind of, like, making an ass about herself where Harry Potter was like, he's back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get, like, those, like, an outburst that would be, like, publicly embarrassing. Or, what I was going to say is that what you need to do is do, a, like, a boy who cried wolf and have her, like, sound the alarm on the entire yeah, space yeah. station. And, like, have she her. She told because, two people. Because, then yeah, then we cut to, like, a scene of her walking to, like, school or whatever. And there's two kids being like, hey, you hear any aliens lately? Like, and then uh, she calls them clown boys. And also <laughs> well, those were, kids are eight. Yeah, well, they were also dressed like clown boys. You see that one kid's hair also? It was like a half mullet. She goes, it was listen, crazy. clown boys. But yeah, everyone on the space station knows about the alien thing Also now, the mom, this is when I picked up on the mom's fucking crazy accent. She's like in back in her parents' like living room talking with her mom. And the mom goes... I think that's after the second one. I don't care. I'm talking don't about care. it now. Where she literally goes... Because I have it right, right before the clown boys thing. Sure. She goes... I believe you believe you heard something. And I was like... <laughs> no, no, you're right. This happens, yes. <laughs> yes. Because like, I, I, I do have a note here. Like, you don't you believe me? She's like, I believe <laughs> that you believe you heard something. I'm ready for my close-up. What I do have here is that, like like I said, I get the whole point of that. Like, I heard a zum. I know what I heard. The thing is, Xenon, you don't know anything about this. Like, this is your first, but not her first. She was like, like falling asleep. She was like, she was like falling asleep. Like, you don't know all this stuff. Like, there's so many explanations of what you this could. You don't know could. shit, Xenon. You don't know, like, it just makes her come off as so stubborn with nothing to back it up. But so then she's back in the lab. She's back, she's back in the Bailey Patrol lab. And it comes through again, but this time it's zoom, zoom. And she picks it up. And then I immediately said, wait a second. Did you get that it was protozoa? Is this, I got that it was zoom, zoom, zoom. It's like, it sounds like, like, cause I didn't fucking cause the get second, this. cause it's not just, a I've zoom, seen this movie because before. it's not a zoom. It's not like a zoom, zoom. It's zoom, zoom. Like you can hear the intonation. I was like, it and sounds like I would know that. Beat. I was that like, funky I would know. Beat. It's the beat of my heart. I would know that funky fresh beat anywhere they uh, dropped it. Essentially, yes. And also, I was like, here's a fucking crazy scene, which they actually do in these movies a lot, which is just shows that it was made in like the early 2000s before like any real technology existed. Because she fucking hears it again and starts running around looking for someone physically, while there is 600 monitors, computers, <laughs> bells, and yeah, phones around her. I was like, ring something. Use a zap pad. Yeah, what when are the, you doing? When the first one came through, she was. 
was like hitting a bunch of buttons yeah, all this stuff. This and when this she was, starts physically. I got concerned she didn't record it at first, but we find out later that she did. But yeah, so then she's talking to her parents. I don't know if we see it first or she mentions it, but I wanted to bring this back up because this is a great nod to continuity. Is we get to see the, her mom in the stress helmet. Yes. Which was a thing in the first movie that the mom needs to like constantly wear a stress helmet because you know it's stressing her out. And they and I, she says at one point like my mom's burning through stress helmet after stress helmet. Um, the mom does have like but, a futuristic anxiety. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like it's like a head massager kind yeah. of a thing. But she's talking to Commander Plank, being like, "I got another one." It was zoom zoom. And they're like, they're coming in, it's happening. And he's like, Xenon, look, I don't have time to talk about all this stuff. The military examination thing isn't going super well. Like, I think at this point they've revealed they're going to jettison part of the space Mm -hmm. day. And I'm concerned they might shut the whole thing down. And then he's also kind of like, but then again, I guess that wouldn't be that bad. I could go to Earth, get a normal job. I could marry your Aunt Judy. And I was like, what is this weird, whimsical fantasy tangent we're just going on? Also, there's other people in this room, sir. Yeah, and it's also like he's just willing to be like, ah, screw this. The mom also has a crazy line here that's just like, they're cutting about us, like med students on a cadaver. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you're going to say all of her lines? The fact that you didn't hear this makes me so worried for you. You should not be an amateur podcaster. You're not qualified. (laughs) But so she's literally, and like, again, she's just going around and everyone's like, that's the crazy alien girl. And like the girl who cried alien. She also saved your life. Like, that's all about Emma, Emma, lowest point. She's at her lowest point. And she's talking to Orion about it. And he's like, listen, I want to believe you more than anybody, but you don't have a ton of legs to stand on. And they have to, I think, wait, hang on, let me make sure. Is this the point where they have to sit and the, the thing gets jettisoned? Yes. Yes, yes, I think. I, I think. think so. Oh, I don't know. Guys, we, I, I feel bad because this is an anniversary episode, but this happens whenever there's a movie that has a terrible plot is that we just struggle to remember well, what when there's no normal narrative arc, it's hard to figure out what happens when. But so, and this is one of many, but one problem is that like, it just, really this whole thing just feels like, it's like, even though we're glazing over these scenes, what it is is it's Xenon falling to her lowest point, but it is a ton of telling us and not showing because she's, oh. she's already there is the thing. Like, it's not like a slow build. It just happens. So then she, she like meets up with Margie in with like all of her friends in the lunchroom and Margie's like wowing them with like a movie she's playing. She has like future Netflix, like 2050 Netflix or something. On like there. a hologram? On like a hologram. And it's called like Futuristic Romeo and Juliet or yeah, something. Yeah, that's literally, yeah. Stupid. But so Margie's like, oh, hey, Z, um, I need you to write my essay about the Great Recession of, like, 2006. 2006. Isn't there a recession? No, no, no. I'm wrong. It was the stock market crash. But there was a recession in 2007. They were a year off. And I was kind of like, dang, they got pretty close. But she's like, I need you to do that. We're all going to go watch this movie. Do you want to come? Oh, no, wait. You have to go down to Alien Patrol. Sucks, sucks she literally just tells like the off motion. Yeah, she's like, like, "Sucks to be you." And like, so they all go to her quarters to watch it. And then Neb hangs back, being like, "I won't go if you don't want me to." And then she's like, "No, go have fun." And then Neb's like, "I, I was gonna go." I was gonna go was anyway. Absolutely. And this is where I was like, "She has fallen." I to also her. just love when like Xenon's getting bullied around this space day. That like it's like eight year old girls bullying her. Like it like Xenon visibly looks to be in her like six like sixteen. And the people that they have bullying her are legitimately eight years old. I don't know why they couldn't find older actors to do this but they're literally like an eight-year-old girl who's like um there she goes alien girl and i'm like that girl's a baby so this then leads into this there this at this point if we've gotten to the part where they say stock market crash 2006 it is it has now been introed officially out of nowhere so keep in mind me and luke are not naturally missing things this comes the fuck out of nowhere because i wrote what the fuck is this plot intro the sabotage from the last movie whatever wincom did to the space station has not 
the station out of orbit. Right. They know they're which a is an overlarging, which is now an overarching problem, but that only the government knows about. Only the military is currently aware of this problem, and that's why they're fucking with the space station and Jetta. Yeah, that's why it's deteriorated. But yes. they, but like they just but the, no, the military is the only one that knows how bad it's deteriorated. Okay, okay. That's 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 the thing. But so yeah, then after this. There's like another scene of Nebula and Margie hanging out. They're like, oh, we're going to go do something. Do you want to come with? And Xenon's like, no, I hate you. And it's like, Neb, why would you be doing this? And Neb's answer is like, I'm bored. Which is a great response. Oh, yeah. Neb's like, you've been so busy with the alien patrol. I've needed somebody to hang out with. I don't know. This girl's here. She's here and she's cool. Nebula has no loyalty. And she's like, can't we all just, I don't know about the exact words. She's like, can't we all be fabulous to each other? And then she's like, you "You used her word. word came from betwixt your lips. This is a big fight between them, apparently. That Don't worry, it's resolved in almost 15 minutes. Because, yeah, Xenon's sitting... I think maybe that's what happens before that other scene, is that she's sitting in her room on her zap pad, all to spawn... I think she's working on that assignment that Margie yeah. get, yelled at her to do. She turns it off, her zap pad off, sets it down, and then all of a sudden stuff just starts downloading onto it, and she's like... What is what is this? And it's like I think it's the recording of the zoom zoom zoom, zoom. and then like it's just the two and she's like wait a minute I've heard that before and she goes and gets her protozoa and this is again it was a nice callback it was the little tiny tiny, tiny disc that like was she used as an earring in the first movie and she starts playing the the protozoa supernova girl song and she's like my god it's like Gandalf freaking discovering the text about the ring of power oh my god it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> But then, so she goes and gets Orion and is like, dude, freaking check it out. This it, line is hilarious. She goes, it came down on my zap pad this time. Don't ask how. It just did. It just did. And I you go, know how, You know how a great movie is written when things just happen? You know how when a character in a movie says, don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions about this. It just, just happened. happened. I thought the line you were going to say is crazy because I actually loved this line. Don't you get it? The aliens want to meet Protozoa, which I immediately said, of course they do. Of course. Of course they do. I want to meet Protozoa. I want to meet Protozoa. But also, I mean, like... The leaps. It's it's a massive jump. It reminded me of Invisible Sister when they were like, obviously, you drank the Invisible (laughs) Moth and now you're... My first thought would be like, they've somehow received that transmission and are trying to use that to communicate. They think it's human language. Because they think it's in our language. That's what would have been my thought but they're like, no, they're massive protozoa fans, which, to be fair, we all are. In this universe, realistic. Yes. And so then she goes and to Nebula and is trying to get her in on this being like, I've got it. We got to find protozoa. Like the aliens want to meet him. It's a whole thing. And she still won't talk to her. And like, she's like, what, what's going on? Like, I know we fought. But she we was what's gotta... truly tweaking you. Got to get over this. It's been forever. And I was like, it's been 10 minutes. It, at that, it, even like this fight literally happened five seconds ago. Did you also catch this though? Is that you said we're best friends forever, right? And I think Neb says from hatch to dispatch. What the fuck? Which implies from birth, which is hatch. Which no, I not don't... birth. From the time that her mother's egg hatched out. <laughs> Of her over um, to dispatch, but until like they've been dispatched, like from you, this life, but, yeah, but like so dispatched implies someone murdered you, yeah. like it's like we live fast, die young. But so she's like, No, you don't understand, we've been decommissioned, like my mom and I are going back down to earth. Our, our part of the space station is getting jettisoned. We're done. I'm going The mom, down. this mom is also new, from New Zealand. Did you notice this mom's accent? No, but she's in it, listen, she's in it for five talk. seconds. I'm not, it's. 
oh, it's almost like you were trying to watch it for the plot and not trying to see <laughs> who was covering up a weird accent. I was just trying to get through this one. This is the part of the movie where it really starts to become a slog. But now we also have a sixth conflict need to keep Neb from going to Earth. Well, no, not- But they don't do No, that. she. her plan is that she now needs to stow away. Okay, but in this scene, Xenon is like, you think I'm going to let that happen? Like, do you know who you're dealing with? Basically being like, I would never like let us get separated. And I was like, great, now we have another conflict. We're going to try to stop, you know, Neb from getting de- like dispatched to Earth or whatever it is. But then the plan is to let Neb just go to Earth. They put up zero fight. They just said yeah, the plan to- is to save the space day, which she's already getting kicked off of. So How? what it actually is, and they don't drop this late enough to get to her thought process, is that if we're the first people to find aliens, which we can only do if we get Protozoa on our side, the space because the day, aliens want to meet the Protozoa. aliens want to meet Protozoa. The mental gymnastics. I, I don't even. It's not worth talking about, honestly. If we find aliens, the Simone space, Biles, who the, the, the screenwriter of this movie, the space day will have value because it's been the first we first contact with alien beings. And they'll have to keep us open. But the, I just also want to be clear, though. They're not saying that they are decommissioning this because it's not useful. It's because it's It's rotting. deteriorating. It's, it's a rotting piece of fucking junk. <laughs> Essentially, yes. The discovering aliens isn't going to fix that. Well, I guess maybe in her child mind, they're thinking they'll, like, put money into it or something. <sighs> doesn't understand government funding for shit. But so they, we see them carrying down this big case to the this storage. This is where someone says slicing up my home like salami. And I <laughs> liked that. But also, if you're a vegetarian, interesting reference. But so they take this big heavy case down to like baggage or whatever on the space day. And they have this really oh, the weird- transport. This, yeah, the transport. And are like, to have this weirdly emotional goodbye scene, like Xenon isn't coming with her, which I mean, I know at this Why point- Why do they do the, that? At this point, we don't actually know. She, I guess because she's not like going with her. Like she, they're going their several ways once they get to Earth because she's not Raven Simone. If it was Raven Simone, she'd be here the whole time. But they, they're sitting on this crate and having this whole heart heart being like, listen, when you get to Earth, you got to try the food. Got to get the O-rings. Got to get an O-ring. Got to get a burger with mushrooms yeah. and onions, which is interesting And the craziest thing- is that Margie? He's in the fucking car. He's just there for no reason. Hiding, hiding. Why would she be in there? Why? Is this where she goes when she's sad or something? If this movie had an ounce of sense, and I mean an actual ounce of sense, it would have showed Margie like following them yes. down there. She's in instead just hiding behind a crate. She, yeah, she's smoking just... a J, I guess. It's like the bleachers <laughs> of this place. <laughs> we have actually, we did establish in the first episode that weed is legal on the space day. Is it? Yeah, no, we, we, we joked about it. <laughs> I have no idea. That why would that? Why did you believe me for a second? That, that was Because <laughs> I didn't remember they were vegan. I was like, maybe well, there's all jo- a bunch no, of hippies. We, we, we joke, yeah, they are kind of all hippies, but we joke that they grow everything on there. It's hydroponics, so they grow weed on there was our joke. <laughs> so I bet she, she's trying to get a bunch of that space day cushion as she can is my point but so yeah they have this whole weird heart to heart and then it's just them with like you know shots of uh, also uh, this goes without saying for 2002 some terrible cgi oh, of, atrocious of this shuttle going to earth and then they the guy unloading the crate and she makes like an ow as he drops it classic hijinks classic hijinks and then she breaks out of the crate and i do love how in 2050 the um, ad- unloading from the transport uh, just is LAX. It just <laughs> looks just like LAX terminal eight. Pretty much. And she's busts out of her thing and who's standing there but Margie in her own separate crate being like, oh, I got out of mine 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like, I don't know why it took you so long. Why would she come with her? Because she wants to. But she, this makes no sense. No, it doesn't. She just wants to go on an adventure. That's literally but that's what she just says. Not no. about, that's fucking And stupid. also, I don't think that's true to Margie's character. I mean, I guess, no, she, I guess she wants to be like famous or something for like like she but was previously. how does previously. she even know what Xenon's 
plan was or that she's going on an adventure. She knows she she's didn't up to overhear something. the part of that plan. For all she knows, she could be planning to go like freaking like assassinate her dad the or so the president. <laughs> like she doesn't know her plan. I'm gonna kidnap the president. I'm gonna kidnap the president. <laughs> we haven't done that bonus episode yet. Um, but Xenon's just like, why are you here? Oh, God, I don't want to watch National Treasure. I don't too. want you. We're not. I mean, we keep trying to watch other movies. I don't want. Get me out of here. I don't want you here. She's like, screw you. I'm coming. And she's like, all right, fine. I, I want to be the main you. character, basically. I'm sick of you always having the adventure, Xenon. I'm coming with you. I'm Margie. Yes, and this is going to be Xenon and Margie the rest of the movie, essentially. And it's going to be intolerable. Pretty much. But let's take a break right here before we start I'm going to go for... watch Big Fat <laughs> And National Treasure 2, back-to-back. Back. Double feature. We'll come back to you with something with an actually amazing plot. We'll be back at you in a Stellarius second. Is that what we say for Xenon? Or a Stellar- moment minor. Moment minor. That's good, too. A moment a minor minute. Moment what? minor. I don't know. They say for breathing sake. We'll be back to you in a moment minor. You do the voice very well for these. I gotta give you credit. Parting out all alone. Wrapped up in my fear. Only you can see right through. Make it seem so clear. Firing over, rolling over, blasting into space. A blazing comet smiles upon it, your stellar nebulous face. Wake me up, shake me up, race me to the stars. So much to know, so far to go, the galaxy is ours. The galaxy is ours, my girl, the galaxy is ours. Okay, so Margie and Xenon go to the only person they apparently know on Earth, which is Aunt Judy. This was where I wrote the note was like, I don't know if it's when they're talking to Aunt Judy, but at some point, like, the plan about the aliens comes up. And I was like, it is so bass backwards that we have come to Earth to connect with the aliens. Like, <laughs> well, it's they, they were need, right there. They need protozoa. Okay, they, this is, I hate this. I <laughs> and they act- don't know where he is. He could be in space also then. I mean, he could be anywhere. He's a man of mystery. Also, what state are we in? Is this California? Uh, we had the same discussion in the first movie. Is It's never explicitly Well, they appear to go into the Mexican rainforest to find <laughs> protozoa. So I'm I, just trying to put us I on think, the map. I think last, in the first movie, we thought that it was like NorCal, maybe? Like like the Bay Area, I want to say. Why did I think it was San Diego? Also, the odds that everybody lives in the same fucking five-mile radius. <laughs> like, Neb, Neb like moves next door to Aunt Judy, apparently. Yeah, we should also address this. We have to we touched on it briefly before the break, but like Neb is fully not a part of this plan. No. Like she's on Earth with, with them. Her, but but this... it's just with her mom as her mom's making a giant gross bowl of scrambled eggs. Yeah, we actually, what I'm saying, we don't see her for a while. No, I know. We only see her until once we get to the protozoa stuff. But they go to Judy's house and Judy's like, I'll help you girls. Thankfully, Judy has not been recast. I was uh, concerned. She also has like an earthbound anxiety disorder. Yeah, but that Both was... of these women are just absolutely off their that top. Was, that was in the last one too and we called out that being weird because like 
you don't have to go into space ever. Ever? Like, but also the fact that one of these sisters is obsessed with being in space. Are, do we know that they're the sisters? It's not her dad's sister? I have decided that they are the sisters. <laughs> I have decided. I have decided. I, <laughs> if this movie's not going to make that connective. No, because yeah. I think at one point he's, no, Luke. At okay. one point on a Zoom in the some point in this convoluted third act, someone says to the mom, your sister. When Judy comes, they're like waiting for it. Someone refers to it as your sister. Fair enough. Mom. But yeah, Judy lets them in and I think she like makes some pancakes and stuff and is just hanging out. Crepes. I Cre- think yeah, were yeah, they were pretty thin. They looked like crepes. A European um, style flapjack. <laughs> Are we in Europe? And well, Judy lives her that life. That is? I mean, Emma, we've talked about this. We talked about this first episode. Is that Zinan, Judy, are you happy to be in Paris? Is that Judy lives her life however she wants to live. She's she, living her life a quarter mile at a time. She, she, also, how is this relationship with Plank working? I, it's almost all be via Zappad. I mean, he mentions later on that he does get down to see her every now and then. But it's, it's a lot. Zoom it's the It's the longest distance relationship possible. Damn. But yeah, they're like hanging out and she's filling Judy in being like, we got to find aliens. But to find the aliens, we need protozoa. The amount of information she has to dump on and then, Aunt Judy. And we need to find the aliens to save the space day or whatever. I don't even think they dropped that I yet. I don't even know where we're but at. But Margie's just like, this makes no sense, <laughs> but I'm here, so let's do it. Basically, Margie doesn't say that. Judy says this. No, no, sense. I feel like Margie says something along the lines of like, your plan is bad, but I'm here <laughs> for it, so whatever. Also, Judy is like the least responsible adult. I yeah, would... she she's immediately on Xenon's side, which I like get because of the, the events of the first movie. But yeah, I don't even think she has ever like... And like, they're thrilled that she believes in aliens. Yes. Which is so interesting that the most earthbound person in these movies is the one, the only adult who believes in aliens. Well, I think she you gives, guys live in a space station. Well, I think she gives the same bit as like a Ryan being like, it's so arrogant of us to think we're the only ones. I guess that's right. I do guess that what they're going for is that her and Orion, while both earthbound and spacebound, are just both weirdos. Like, that's Judy like defining personality yeah, yeah. is that she's like a freak then they are brainstorming i can't even with this I, honestly guys the first of all the monologue that margie gives about him protozoa possibly being abducted by aliens the whole thing and this is where i will say her acting is not her best the whole thing i mean look at the material they gave her <laughs> But it, the whole thing feels ad-libbed. Or it feels like someone is holding a SNL cue card over Xenon's head. <laughs> and Margie is going, what if he was abducted by aliens already? Like, what if they have him? And I'm like, just a little bit more conviction in that line. That's what I'm saying. That one, that one writer who didn't actually write the script yeah, is writing like, the cue cards. Like, it's because he's doing it on the day. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, they get you Andrew up to speed and all that stuff. But the most bonkers thing that I just can't fathom is they're like, all right, well, we need to figure out where he is. How do we go about doing that? Well, we, we have to get inside Protozoa's, Protozoa's mind. mind. And who knows better than his close personal friend, Zena? Of course. but uh, You no, know the way all rock stars are best friends with 15-year-old I, girls? I, we, I don't even have time to unpack that. But what I need, what truly irks me is that she's like, okay, what does he sing a lot about? Love? Okay. Cool. So, girl. You need to pause. Yeah. This legitimately made me laugh so hard. When she goes... Like, they're brainstorming together. They're trying to work through this. It's like, it's trying to get to the invisible moth of it all, basically. And Margie goes... What is, that, is that a phrase you use now? The I'm invisible never moth giving of it, it up. Um, and so she, they're trying to figure this out. And Xenon's like, what are Rockstar's singing about? And someone goes, love. love. And Xenon snaps at her in the most insane way. She goes, who doesn't, Margie? Think bigger. And I was like, Jesus. That is what happens, yeah. Christ. Like, she was right a little bit. Yeah, but Emma, Margie's put her... She jumps down her fucking throat. Margie's been put her through a lot. I get it. But she's like, well, yes, but we need to be more specific. What's his most popular song? And Aunt Judy's like, Supernova Girl. And they're like, oh, Aunt Judy getting what the kids like. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, she starts singing a little bit. They're like, Aunt Judy. She's like, I know pop culture. Um, She's like, okay. Super, and then like, and then they were like, Supernova Girl. And then like, he keeps saying Nova. 
Nova and all a bunch of other songs and like that. And then who's that one girl that he sings about in another song? And it's like Linda. Linda. But then it's like it's not a girl. It's like an adjective that means beautiful or something like that. So those are the two words <laughs> they for some reason focus on are Nova and Linda. And so they go on whatever the internet is in 2050 and essentially go Google Maps. No, no, no. They go to his fan page. Go to the Protozoa fan page or something like that and type in Linda Nova and nothing comes up and then type in Nova, Nova Linda. Linda and then it's like one result. Which is the name of his estate. That ever that is apparently well enough known of. Did no one and check he- there? <laughs> like it's apparently well enough known about that it's on his fan site. But also in the middle of the Mexican rainforest? Oh, well, somewhere that Angie can drive to. She drives him to the border and she <laughs> lets him break down a fence. I don't think it's actually supposed to be Mexico, but it drives her to an electric fence. But no, I truly, like we're talking about how bad this movie's body. I literally said it's no. fucking deranged that it takes them this long to even get to Protozoa in this No, movie. no, no. It's deranged how short it takes them to find out exactly where he is. I was expecting Keep it to be mind, the main arc. The, the, the worldwide media has been on this case for, for a year. <laughs> for a literal year, and no one thought to check this place. The house he owns. <laughs> because the second it comes up on the zap pad that we then zoom in to it and he's recording a video message for his manager because no like the manager can't know where he is and like there's he's no contact with the outside but world, the so manager just, doesn't know whether he the house that he clearly owns clearly not and his okay we've talked we haven't mentioned already but really the main problems with this aside from the story is the motivations like Xenon is just doing this to prove that she's right and maybe that kind, aliens are that real that aliens are real which is like because like is, she is trying to save the space day the space day but then also the entire time she's like no I was right the aliens are real yeah, and I was like, I didn't realize this was that important, TZ. Margie just wants to go on an adventure, yeah. quote unquote. And Protozoa is in hiding. Because he's in a creative spot. Because, no, because he can't become president and he can't become the Pope. He has nowhere else to go. <laughs> Guys, this was the best part of the movie. It was, it was. And it was, doing these lines. I would have watched the... Because like, oh, I'm not born in the United States of America. I can't become the... He could you're be the killing that accent, Emma. <laughs> killing it. But he's like, he because he did the concert in space and basically melted the world's faces off with yes. how amazing he, he was blew everybody's concert, nips off. Blew our nips straight clean off. He's now like, where do I go from here? Which I agree because some would say, and come walk with me on this journey, audience, is Protozoa's dilemma a metaphor for Xenon the sequel's dilemma? And that they oh. hit such stratospheric heights with the first outing, they had trouble following it up the second time around. Great meta point, Emma, because <laughs> if you think about it, at the end of the film... His creative genes are rejuvenated, and then Disney Channel gifted us with Z3. Three, which is amazing. Which is much better than this. And so this is this is their their uh, their Lin- Nova Linda period. Yes, this uh, is their Nova Linda period of yeah. the Z the Z the, Z- the Zillogy. The Zillogy, yeah, I'd there say so. Go. I think that's right. But that's his basic thing. And but I really don't want to undersell just how fun it becomes the second he walks on a screen and is just like, listen, love, I can't become the president because I wasn't no born one, here. He's not talking anymore. I can't he, become the no pope because you have to be Catholic. It's he has so not good. a scene partner, and it is fantastic. I'm telling you, he doesn't. I don't even think he needs Xenon. He could just do a movie alone. He could want. He to do could. A, I watch his. I watch his Protozoa a, spinoff. If he was doing a one man show in a weird box theater on 14th Street, I would go. Pick, I'd go every, every, day. every day, every day, I go broke. I would go broke. Also, so then Judy agrees, like any normal fucking parent or adult guardian, to drive these two 15 year old girls I kind of, to a chain link fence in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, against a forest <laughs> to go meet up. With a 35-year-old man <laughs> in his private estate. I really feel... And then she drive, gets in the car and leaves. I really feel like 
Judy being so weird her entire life just really wants to feel like she's like a cool kid and that's why she latches on to Xenon and Marty so her much. Schemes. She, yeah, she, like, she just wants to feel like accepted like she would accept that she never got in high She's school. like I'll buy you guys beer. Like I, <laughs> I wasn't going that far but just like that's why she wants to hang out with like 15 year olds. But yeah I can't audience I can't trust this enough. She drives them to a chain link fence on the side of a rain In her VW bug. And is like go with God girls. I love that attention detail. Did anything? <laughs> but yeah and Xenon's like listen don't come with me Margie. And then Margie says, I was in Galaxy Scouts. I can be of assistance. Which, I mean, I, I'm glad the Scouts are no longer gendered, I suppose. I That's nice. In space, there are, is no gender. Uh, yeah. Margie does a faceplant at one point that looked like it would straight up break her cranium. Oh yeah, pretty pretty early on. But that... But- <laughs> But that, when they go, but they all go in the gate. But first, we got we got to cut up to space because now this is, where, this is where the whole third act of the movie oh happens God. via Zoom call. You guys, everyone is calling everyone. It is phone tag the musical. Like and yeah, and honestly, I don't feel the need. The movie jumps back and forth a bunch. I'm not gonna follow it. Here's what I'm gonna tell you: what happens in space? Yeah, Hammond goes to find Margie. He can't find her, and he goes into a room and finds her zap pad. And there's a message that she left, being like, "I know you're worried about me. Xenon kidnapped me." me. And what is forced, her fucking game plan? Forced me down on Earth. Don't worry, I'm totally fine though. It's gonna be cool. It's all right. And then he's like, "Okay, so Xenon's abducted my daughter. <laughs> now I need to wage war against this 15 year old." And I said the same thing. I was like, "Margie, like, why would you do this?" And later she like tells Xenon, "She's like, well, I told him you kidnapped me. I had to tell him something." Yeah, I was like, "There's literally a million, many other things. There's so many other things." And I get also, it that she, she wanted, wanted to, put, to go on an adventure with Xenon, right? But I think the idea is that she she knew her dad wouldn't let her, but she needed to put the blame on Xenon. But it's but it's also just so out of character. Like, what possible? But it's also, it's you know, this is all going to collapse on in on itself like a dying star like this is a terrible plan oh, of course but i'm just saying i also i would have loved it if he so he finds this out and then goes and confronts the parents or xenon's parents and he puts them on house arrest but he goes and, and like xenon's rigged up like a ferris bueller type contraption that whenever anyone knocks on the door a recording of her plays and says go away i'm working out an experiment um but the thing that got me is i the thing i was saying is like i would absolutely love it if they were if he came in and was like your daughter kidnapped my daughter and then the parents just looked at each other and were like our daughter hates your daughter. daughter. Why would she choose to spend more that time with bitch. her? Why would she spend more time that with her? miserable cunt. We don't want to see her. Then well, Judy FaceTimes them. And lets them in. Yeah, well, after he leaves, she, she's, and like, she's like, I bet you're wondering where your darling daughter is. Well, I just dropped them in a Mexican uniform. <laughs> <laughs> They're wandering around the rainforest with no help, but then the yeah, peaced out. We'll come call you. We'll join up with them when they become important again. So then we get like seven different scenes of her and Margie's trudging through the jungle. At one point, yeah, Margie wants like Xenon to carry her, and she trips and falls and gets a face plant full yeah. of mud. I was like, her nose be broken in seven places. She that she falls so hard. Yes, she does. She makes hard contact with the ground, but it's just classic hijinks of like somebody. It's a Disney movie. Somebody's yeah. got to get slimed or covered in mud. Oh, for sure. And, and then there's, then a, there's spider. a spider they gotta, they gotta scream at for a while. It, I didn't expect this to turn into a nature expedition, which is yeah. an interesting it, and, turn. And I thing. hate, I, I want to drive this home. We're glossing over it. It is a good chunk of the movie, this forest oh, exploration time. We are hitting fast forward. Remember, remember how I said this was a bit of a slog to get through? Uh, this is the slog part. Like Kenny Chesney, we are limiting it fast forward. Living, also, living in fast forward? That's a Kenny Chesney song. I thought it was Live Like Till you, you Were Dying. That's I'm on another Kenny Chesney. That has two songs about living living fast he's always living (laughs) but so eventually they come upon the covalenda house and there's okay there's like some kind of force field around it that when you enter it it tickles you this was 
the craziest part of the movie for me personally. Yeah. Second of all, some of the worst acting displayed by these two women, where they need to bring to pretend to be tickled and also fight through the laughter of their fake tickling that isn't happening. And there's also really not a visual key for us to see the tickling. No, there's because just we're a little, too fucking cheap. There's just a little bit of energy around their legs. Nay, I hate this movie. But the second he comes out, instantly I'm back <laughs> You're like, I hate this movie. And then he walks on screen, you're like, I love this I movie. I love this movie. But the, the thing that's super weird about all these preceding scenes is that Margie's just sh- sitting there, mouth agape, and I was like, you know they're friends. You were- That is her close personal That is, like, friend. you were there. Remember when she danced, like, the, the, you were in the last movie. Boom, boom, boom. You know this, Margie. Why are you so shocked that he's there? I think she's supposed to be, like, starstruck, but yet again is not doing a good job. Well, and it's the direction they gave her. Just, just sit there, mouth agape. That's your whole character now. But he, we get to the part of the aliens, and they're like, the aliens want to, and he's like, oh, they're in love with me. And why wouldn't they be? And I just wrote the note, Icon King. True. Icon King. Because, just, yeah, she's like, listen, protozoa, you got to come up to space with me. Aliens want to meet you. And he's like, oh, love, I already did the whole space, space thing. thing. The reason I'm here is because I'm trying your to find. Your protozoa is actually pretty I'm good. trying to find new heights to reach. And she's like, dude, I'm literally asking you to make first contact with aliens. That's like, no how, one else says. How high, how much higher can you go? And then he thinks about it for a second and is like, let's go to space, nice. loves. He also goes, oi, oi. Like, no, and yeah, I was yeah. like, he's literally a Love Island contestant. <laughs> that is how the people on Love Island speak. So He's ready to crack on with the aliens. But so she's like, okay, we got Protozoa on board. And Marge is like. Took five minutes. She's like, way. okay, great. How do we meet the aliens? And Xenon's like, I don't know. So What was our plan? So apparently they download, and again, this is the more telling, not showing. So they downloaded the, the recording onto my zap pad. I think they must have downloaded some other stuff too. I just haven't been able to access it. And she just grabs What the her, fuck was she this? She just starts grabbing her zap pad and literally both in and out of universe, I'm pretty sure, just starts smashing <laughs> all the buttons. Just like go mashing all the buttons, hoping something would happen. And she, unlocks. Xenon is the luckiest bitch alive. Well, no. In the first movie, she's the most, like, skilled bitch alive. Like, she's, oh. like, she's on top of everything. She's burning everything. In this one, she's just like, She's ah, falling into her I, got, I got this. It's all the line from the original Zatpad scene. Don't ask how. It just did. Yeah. Because she has unlocked a literal alien map. Map. Two alien There are alien languages on it. It's the whole shebang. On her cell phone. And I said, okay, so you have an alien map now. You know what I would do is I would send that to the military and be like, hey, bitch, guess what? The aliens gave this to me. I think that means they're probably pretty real. Also, I wrote, like, this problem was solved instantly. Where do we find them? Oh, they quite literally dropped a pin. They, 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 they literally dropped a pin. So she, but she like sends it to Orion. To, to decipher? To decipher and kind of like star chart it because it's just kind of like shows our solar system and stuff and he's the only one who knows about these things. And then she hands her zap pad to Margie and it's like, Margie, you've got to tell your dad what's going on because Get like, him to send a shuttle. Get him to send a shuttle for us because we, we have like proof aliens are happening. So they're going to have her zap pad her dad to send a shuttle so they can use this map to find the aliens. There's a crazy line here. There's a, the whole scene is weird. When she hands her the, the zap pad, she goes, you know, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she goes, I thought you had daddy like totally wrapped. And then she's like, you know, about some things, not about these things. And she goes, and then she shoves the zap pad in front of her and Margie goes, you know, me and technology don't mix. What? 
it. Yeah, that's the that's what I'm You've been using technology seamlessly and living on a space station this whole movie. This is what's weird, is that she's acting like she's afraid to just use, use the technology. zap use the zap pad. But what she really I maybe she's they were going for she's trying to cover that she doesn't no, want to talk to her dad. They, but why they did that, Luke, was the laziest thing of all time. Well yes. Because it's to explain why like then the call goes through Margie mm-hmm. does it and so she fucks it up somehow and yes. she can only see and hear her dad but he can't see and hear her and so that's why he conveniently spills the beans on the whole shuttle being kicked out of space orbit day. the space day is kicked out of orbit and it's they're gonna have to fucking it's more deteriorated than they even thought and they have to decommission the whole thing because otherwise everyone will die yes that's the gist they're trying to save everyone's lives okay but then margie was yeah and she's like sorry he can't hear me you know i'm crap with technology that's the only reason those two lines are in there with no build-up is just to it like explain away why that zap pad call goes wrong which yeah. is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, and so now I think I agree with you. It's a terrible writing decision. But also, but so now I think they go to the point where she has to convince. They're like, we gotta convince Commander Plank to do it and basically break international space laws for us. Is what. And that's is. what I my note though for, for to your point, Luke, about them being the villains. I was like, okay, so they are dismantling it, but in terms of like them being bad and Xenon being good. It sounds like the thing is fucking falling out of the sky anyway. Do they want to stay on it? Yeah, that's an excellent point that even if they do convince, maybe I get- What is the plan? My my guess is that like they want the military to pay to like fix it. But that's not what, that's not what That's never brought up. That's That's never brought up. But also Luke, that's not what he says. He's not saying we need money to fix it. He's saying this has launched it so far out of orbit. This thing is fucked. Right. The, the, I, the, the thing that happened in the first meeting has put this thing into orbit. We cannot get it back into orbit. It sounds like it is about to plummet from the sky. The only reason that it kicks back into orbit, Luke, is the aliens kick it back. Right, right. Orbit. But it's, Emma, it's, you're getting too hung up on the orbit thing. It's not going to fall to Earth. The fact, it's just that, like, and I, I don't think this actually makes sense. It's going to, to float into open space. No, they're, Emma, again, you're getting hung up on the wrong things. They never float, talk about that as being must believe. The whole out of orbit thing, which I don't think makes sense with how space actually works, is just that because it's out of its orbit, the deterioration has been accelerated. And so it's it's like breaking apart and becoming a rust bucket. So I get what you're saying that like, even if you convince them to stay, the space station is just fundamentally broken. Still breaking. But I guess maybe like with the idea that to keep it around, that they would pay to fix it to last longer. But there's also multiple lines about how they need to get it back into orbit. Right, but I'm... St- but, I'm st- but they don't have a plan to do that. It's still yes. out of orbit. Even if you it's- pay to fix it. I would love someone who actually understands how space works to like, <laughs> dissect these lines. Well, I have a standard break on our special guest. <laughs> ask the astronaut NASA engineer. Neil Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin's with us today. I'm putting aside all of that. Because oh you God. need to put aside a lot I'm of so things exhausted. to watch this movie. Yeah, so am I. So, yeah, they, they realize they need to get Commander Plank on board to bring them a shuttle to leave. Orion takes the map and does some computer with it and is like, so basically what they did is they made like using their measurements a map of our solar system and kind of like by overlaying it with our measurements. This is fucking gobbledygook. This is the goblin language gobbledygook. We can figure out that they want to meet us here at this this location. Baskin Robbins. This location kind of near the (laughs) moon. Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) This location kind of near the moon. This combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell (laughs) right near the moon. And so so Commander Blank sees this and he's like, at first he's like, I'm not helping them. But then he sees this and he's like, okay, fine, I'll help them. And so he goes to the commander and is like, I want to go pilot the shuttle. I want to go fuck my girlfriend. That too, yes. That is what Commander Blank says. I want to go pilot the shuttle. He goes to the general. 
saw the commander. Commander's plank. He goes to the general and says, I gotta get my rocks off (laughs) ASAP. I need to go. Can I fly the next shuttle to Earth so I can bone my girlfriend? Things are rough. And then I'll be back back on Monday. Be back on Monday for my job. We got 24 hours to bone 24 of them out. And the general's like, man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Smiles serenely and is like, think that can be arranged. And then these two idiots, Idiots. Orion and Plank. The craziest out of all of the convenient and stupid things that happen in this movie. They they get the general to agree to let them take a shuttle. You want to know how they blow this? Luke, please take it away. They are in the alien patrol area when they're talking about this at first. And then Plank leaves. And then I think he forgets something. So Orion grabs it and then hands it to him. And then he's just like... They are in an they, open they're, hallway. They're in an open hallway. People are everywhere. And he's like, well, you're going to need this when you steal that shuttle. <laughs> wink, wink. And go and meet the aliens. They scream about the plan in an open, busy hallway. They turn around. The general is right fucking there. Overhears the whole thing and he's like, oh, he doesn't say anything. We don't see him. But I would say, oh, so you're going to jail now. (laughs) Welcome to space jail. Welcome to space jail. And so they don't find out, actually. They don't, like, I think Judy and uh, the parents are in contact, but Xenon doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Xenon and Margie are still in Nova Linda, and they have their big moment outside while they're waiting for uh, Protozoa oh, to pack God. for space. Interminable. This was so weird. Why do you hate me? And Because yeah. you're a bitch to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, like, they finally blow up each other. It was like, the one. Of, it's like one of those people is speaking an alien language. Like, I, they, what is this dialogue? Margie's just like, I don't understand why you hate me so much. She's like, and then, like, literally, Curses Storms puts an amazing expression on her face of like, You're a bitch! Like, what are you talking about? You've been nothing but mean to me. And then she just goes, Well, I'm like that to everybody. It's like, Yeah, that's called being mean. I loved that line. It was so bad. I think I wrote it down where she was like, Oh, that? That's just me. But it's like, like, Yeah, I'm a bad person. She's like, she's like, You're, why do you hate me? She's like, You're really mean to me. And Marge is like, Oh, yeah, Matt. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad person. Yes. She's like, I'm, I'm a little cunt. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just a little cunt. <laughs> Did you take that personally? She's like, <laughs> how could I not take that personally? I actually kind of died laughing at that. I don't even know if it was supposed to be funny because then they try to play it into a sympathetic th- thing where she's an army brat. And so her dad moved her around a bunch. So she's like, I'm just a cunt as a defense mechanism. <laughs> but like, it was wild. This whole scene was insane. But so at some point during all this, um, we cut back to Nebula finally. Oh, God. Whose mom is making? a gigantic <laughs> disgusting bowl of scrambled eggs there's i love scrambled eggs guys but there's something about seeing scrambled eggs in like mass quantities like you know f- the, a huge salad bowl that's really gross <laughs> and she just takes basil off of a plant Such a and random throws pet it for i'm gonna have she's like i love scrambled eggs but not too many scrambled eggs on one plate i don't like them when they're you know too comfortable with each other and the, it, it was gross and then i also had a note here was like what is this mom's accent she's trying to convince Nebula that she'll to like Earth more. Nebula's like, the air is disgusting and blah, 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 and I hate it here and I want to be back in the space day. And her mom's like, it's quite lovely if you give it <laughs> What is that accent you're going for? You sounded like you were trying to do a chimney sweep. I don't know. These people don't know. Yeah, Nebula's but... <laughs> mom's like, it's quite lovely. It's quite lovely. Chimney sweep. And I literally wrote down, okay, mom. <laughs> Okay, what? I wrote down, okay, Marble Mouth, because she just trips over her own big accent, and, like, they just kept shooting. Also, by the way, I guess Nebula's dad is dead? I don't know. He's not or there. they're divorced. Yeah, She's they're a strong there. single mother. Um, like, well, so they're eating breakfast, and then who shows up at Nebula's door and puts some... New Zealand space. <laughs> New Zealand space. <laughs> 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 military cops, military police. 
Like, yeah, they do not answer to a local jurisdiction. These people can waterboard you. And so they, got, <laughs> they, they have three, three separate jurisdictions. New Zealand, space. Since 2003, and, Guantanamo is still open. Guantanamo is still open. <laughs> It's 2021. Guantanamo is still open. I think this country is so broken. <laughs> so they grill her about where Xenon is. And she's like, I actually don't know that much of her plan. I just know that she needs to find Protozoa. I just dropped her in a rainforest. But yeah, yeah, but well, no, she doesn't even know about the rainforest. She just knows that she's going to find yeah, Protozoa. Yeah, Neb's like, I got recast. I've been cut out of basically everything. I know, she, she needs to find Protozoa, but no one knows where Protozoa is. So how could I possibly tell you where she is? And so they leave. But this is actually one of my favorite things in the whole movie. Is But the, Nebula calls Judy, right? Yeah, yeah. They are, Judy is running a Google Meets yeah, yeah, she's literally she's she tells Judy that we just got grilled by the by the feds. Um, they're coming to you. They're coming to you, and then there's a knock on the door. Second, but they are. And I was expecting Judy to let them in and then just lie to them. Which Judy, she, the she goes on the run. <laughs> she hops the fence, and then the cops are just like, "Well, we obviously heard that, but we're not gonna do anything about <laughs> That's it." That's when their New Zealand accents really pop. Up. I was really proud of her. Yeah, then I think we have the stuff with Plank and Orion, and like but then it comes down to mom has to pilot the shuttle. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll get there in a second. This is I have this note here for some reason, so I think there must be another scene of her her talking to Marjorie protozoa or something on the cliff on that clearly new zealand cliff. well they carry his bags out of the house yeah yeah because they've got to go to they're meet, supposed to meet their shuttle on the beach that was but the they think plank is driving the shuttle. Right. they don't know what's, but, what's but, been transpired but with me, the, the, the space cops i have this note and i think it's really important this will become clear in a second right the hell out of nowhere because this is a badly written film there's no rush on any of this none if you could just let hammond catch you and be like hey, look, I know you hate me or whatever and don't believe that I, I talk to aliens, but here's a whole ass alien map. My boy Orion, he decoded it. Like, aliens are here. Just take a shuttle out there. It'll be fine. And then he'd be like, okay, sure. What it comes to later is that the aliens are in distress, apparently. But they don't know that now. No, Xenon Do does. Xenon says to Marjorie, like, they are out there and I think they could be in distress. And then Plank is like, oh, well, something, Xenon radioed about the aliens and said they could be in some kind of distress. I was like, where did you get, where did did you get that from? Did you get another message from them that was like an SOS or something? It just comes the hell out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, so now we Oh, yeah, we're... I actually do have that same note. Xenon's literally just like spiraling out on this cliff. And I was like, this is like, what if we don't get to them in time? They could be in distress. And I'm like, as of when? And that's the thing is this would have fixed my whole problem with her coming off as so super stubborn all the time about that just she just needs to prove how right she was that there were aliens. They needed a running clock out of nowhere and they realized in the fourth quarter they had right, not no, but set I'm, it up. But I'm saying I'm fine with a running clock, but I'm saying just have Xenon from the outset know that they're in trouble and be like we have to help them because that makes her a bit more heroic than just being like I need to prove that I was right and these aliens and meh. I don't know why she, we didn't make it a distress signal earlier it's a very easy fix but yeah so back up on the space day I feel like Judy must call Xenon and tell him that Plank's been arrested and all that stuff because she has to remind Judy that the mom can fly a shuttle and then she's like there is someone else we know who can fly a shuttle, and then we cut up to the space day. Um, but you're right. I think I I, I remember I remember her being kind of confused when she got to the beach. But I think maybe she's confused about the fact that it's not a shuttle; it's a garbage truck or I whatever. Don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Orion shows up at the car residence and, like, and is also like, "Also, set this up better." Like Orion breaks out of space jail to get to the car. So Orion they... was in space jail. Uh, just Plank was. Then why was he in the vents? Because that's the only way he get in the room because they're in house arrest. Oh fuck, Jesus Christ! <laughs> 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 ah! When will I know peace? 
But they address in the beginning of this movie that the mom is scared of Earth and of flying. But like, set this up better. Like, I don't care about this mom's personal growth journey that she has to go through yeah, right this, now. Yeah, this becomes a thing in the fourth quarter that like... You know, like, she was the only pilot. The dad doesn't pilot anything. She used to be a pilot. The dad's worthless. She was fucking goose, apparently. <laughs> and like, he, the dad has to like talk her up a ledge and just like, the stakes got higher when we had our kid and now you're scared. Which is something that happens when you have children. Sure. Like, you become like more risk averse. I get that. But like, then set this the fuck up earlier. It's so goddamn stupid when it comes out of nowhere. She has to pilot the shuttle, but it's not a shuttle. It's a garbage pail. It's a garbage <laughs> Luke, help me. I, mean, I don't know where we are. Yeah, so he he's like, you gotta do it, Miss Carr. Uh, friggin' planks in jail, whatever. And they do this insane shot of them, like, on their hands and knees going through the vents. And they, for some reason, like, rotate the camera to make you feel like you're in one of those tunnels at a fun house that's always rotating. And maybe one of them. Maybe, like, a Disney quest. People do, though, I will say in this monologue that the mom and dad have, like, people talk about Xenon like she is the messiah. She like, is. like, her own parents, everyone, they're like, they're like, you know, like, where do you think she got some of that stuff? She's like, we gave birth to the girl that can do it all. She is like, that. She like, they like, talk I about her like she is the second coming of Christ. I don't know what you're confused about. This is all that tracks for but she's just kind of annoying, TV. Like in this movie, <laughs> she's a little nosy. Little nosy, a little bit precocious. A little precocious. They, They're like, if you can give birth to Xenon, you can do anything. And I'm like, is that the logic here? But so Hammond just put the whole space stay on high alert so he can't get a shuttle out. What he can't get out is like this trash hor- truck. Horrible CGI waste disposal um, ship. Looks and like so, something not a cat dog. So they take that. <laughs> frick. I just remembered what's about to happen. <laughs> they, they make it to the beach and then. Judy meets them and is like, hey, I'm going into space with you too, even though I'm horrified of it always. Yeah, your mom's fine. Your mom's fine with the shuttle or whatever, but it's not a shuttle, it's a trash truck. This is what really broke me. Is this Ham- Hammond is sitting in the office and his like number two never gets a name. Comes on and he's like, oh, sir, there's a waste disposal thing that just left the space station without authorization. Like we think it must be related to the alien bull crap. So he calls a guy being like, have you located Xenon car? And we cut to a dude on a freaking alien ATV and I was like yeah, that's I, was like, I was like why is that guy on an ATV <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, we're, we're zeroing in on them on the beach now, sir. And I'm Those like, are the New Zealand and space I'm, And I'm like, okay. And then we cut to the beach and we're watch, they're watching the ship. Like, kind of thing. And as they're boarding and they're like, oh, hi, it's so good to see you. A freaking flying a v, v of, of, of ATV space cops are just going towards them. They're so far away. Oh, There's yeah. so much ground to cover. It's not threatening at all. But they're just like, we gotta go. But I think you guys are missing the funniest point here, which is that this is a man who is in command of an entire space station. And in order to stop a space Ship. He sent 40 ATVs. He sent a bunch of ATVs with <laughs> sirens on them. That threw me. I was like, you're the military. Why do you mean really sirens? Have a, you don't have a drone? Not in uh, 2002, for sure not. But in 2050. They all, they, they freaking, they get in the trash truck. They fly to the moon. Like, who cares? There's a, there's a, there's a whole no, thing. No, they fly the coordinates that she gave to Orion. And wait, there's wait. no fucking aliens. Hang on, hang on. And then they go, well, the, with the conversions of their units of measurements. And I was like, I cannot talk about units of measurements and conversions. This is like the invisible moth all over again. Hang on. I we need to, to touch on. There's a whole like thing where the cops are coming close. They get away. While they're just puttering around in this ra- this 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 what wait, what's the word? This vague pocket of space where aliens yeah. are supposed to be. Her Xenon and her mom have a real deep heart-to-heart talk. Yeah. About the mom being like, you've changed me of your outgoing. She's the all. Messiah. Yeah, well that, that's what I'm saying. This is the scene where the mom's like, I have an arc now. Yeah, and I'm no, like, she got an arc in the last ten minutes of the movie. And I was like, I this 
I didn't need this, but okay. So they start to run out of fuel. And then she's like, okay, The well- amount of problems, guys, I need <laughs> to just let you all know. The amount of problems in the next 14 lines of dialogue is fucking insane. We can't be running out of fuel unless Orion filled the reserves. Well, they, all well, right. They, you... they try and flip it to the additional tanks and then he flips it and then the computer's like, there's no gas in those. And then she's like, Orion, did you not remember to refill the auxiliary tanks? And he just looks at them like, I don't have any more lives in this movie. I don't. He really doesn't. I'm not sure he does. And they're and like. So, the, the, so again, talking in a loud hallway, just didn't fuel up the fucking spaceship before you guys left. What kind of clownery is I, this? I was assuming that he just grabbed the tanks and he didn't th- think to check if they were empty or full. That's still stupid, but I mean, it's not like he just didn't uh, think about it. And then, seven lines later, they're gonna crash into No, the no, no, moon. you're skipping one thing really important. They're like, okay, well, we'll have to call back to the space station and say, we are in the coordinates and the aliens didn't show, whatever. And the mom goes, oh no, <laughs> we can't reach the space station. There must be a meteor shower happening right now. And then they go, we're gonna run out of fuel and crash. The moon is going to pull us into its gravitational pull and we're going to crash land into the moon. I will say this scene has, I think, the funniest line in the whole thing, which is a low bar, which aside from everything Protozoa says, because that's that's not fair. That's not fair. Is that Astrid's piloting the ship and then she goes, everyone just needs to be calm. And then Judy just goes, I like panicking. I'm a lot better at it. (laughs) That was a good line. She's a good actress. She's good. I'm glad she didn't get recast. That's what I was saying. And again, I don't know anything about space stuff, but I feel like the moon wouldn't pull you in as fast as they get pulled in. No, they're crashing into the moon. Like, Like it's the moon it doesn't have a ton of crashing and all of a sudden as they're crashing they get picked up in a tractor beam by like this the aliens yes the aliens i'm trying i don't know how to describe the ship it's got like four wings that kind of beat asynchronously kind of pretty it's pretty it's a good effect i mean it it looks alien i'll give them that i thought it was fun and then this weird vapor appears it's like a glitter it's like a glimmer like a a cloud of gas essentially oh my god emma are they from circle is this from these are the, is, is this, I think it's a cousin it, of Zircon. Are they from Planet Weird? Because they're not bubbles. That's true, but they're, they're, ga- they're, they're gaseous. They're gaseous, but they're glittery. It's a it's a it's a Zircon colony. Yeah. Um, they definitely know Zircon. And so the, the the thing shows up. Yeah, they trade. Zirconian. They, 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 they have a long trade agreement, like standing trade agreement with the Zircolonians. Um, this mist appears and Xenon's like, oh my God, it's an alien. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's an alien. And King Protozoa is like, excuse me, love. Time for the main attraction. Do you want a photographs? Autographs, eh? And the, the little gas doesn't do anything. And and then oh, Xenon's just immediately like, well, they don't care about Protozoa. So, so why? So we were wrong. So we were wrong. Why? And I was like, well, then why is he here? And then in my mind, I was like, well, he's protozoa. I'm happy he's here. So and I had the exact same note, Luke. I literally at this moment wrote, there's no point of protozoa being in this movie. And then I go, actually, yes, there is. Protozoa, it- the plot of protozoa in this movie could literally been that he lost his hamster and he's going around <laughs> looking for it. And every time he just walks on screen being like, have you seen my hamster? And I'd be like, thank God. God thank, thank God. God. We got him in here. Um, also, then the alien just possesses Xenon. Yeah. Because she just starts speaking for it. And I go, how the fuck does Xenon now speak alien? Yeah. And she's like, it's like reaching into to my, my mind. mind. So I can say it out loud for you guys the audience what who said that <laughs> this whole movie is so convenient it's so frustrating but they freaking got uh their, their ship got busted they've been stuck there for like three years and they need their instruments they need the, yeah, they, they could have also taken their instruments at any point they could have but it's not but i actually thought this is kind of cute it's just like because Orion actually does have another line. Is he goes, if they're this good at like hacking our computers or whatever, why didn't they why just, didn't they just access our... access this the space day's um instrumental readouts? And then the alien like Xenon starts laughing and then she goes, 
it is not polite to take without asking. Which I was just like, you guys were waiting on three years and we're still being polite? Uh, admittedly, it's three Earth years. That could be like a day of them. I don't know. Zoom, 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 baby. Yeah. They they take the data out of their trash ship. They're going to give them a tow back to the space station. Yeah, so they tow them back. Nothing I, is funnier than the fucking situation room where you have three grown men actors. Oh, God. All in pleather costumes, I, as Luke noted earlier. Yeah. So the general... The I will also say, look up. I don't remember the guy's name. Look up the dude who played the general. He's like a serious actor. Oh, God. The general... Xenon's dad and Plank. It is insane to watch these three grown men sit around a table in this room and go, listen, it's exactly what Xenon zap padded us. <laughs> a most astonishing event major. And I was like, do you think these guys just went home and just drowned themselves in a bottle of whiskey after delivering <laughs> these lines? But no, they probably went and cashed their checks on us. Uh, their fat, fat Disney checks. Yeah. Um, and then the butterfly ship comes by the space day and they're all like, beautiful. And they're back on board immediately. There's no like docking process. And guess what? The aliens also kick them back into orbit and fix this. Well, yeah, first of all, Hammond is like a dick at first because he's like, listen, I don't know about any of these aliens. That probably wasn't an alien because I'm the hard ass now. Um, what was it then, sir? Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, it probably was an alien. You're getting arrested for kidnapping your daughter. Marjorie, by the way, does not tell him that she wasn't kidnapped. Um, yes, she does. No, she doesn't. She's like, because he's talking about that this space is getting shut down. And she just defends Xenon that it was an alien. That she's like, it oh, was an alien. I was like, she sticks up for her. She sticks something. up for her, but she doesn't say I wasn't kidnapped. And then he's like, nope, they weren't aliens. You're getting arrested. Meh. And as he's saying this, everything starts to shake. And yeah, the aliens use their tractor beam and push the jettison parts back onto the space station and then move it back into its proper orbit. Conveniently. And now everyone can stay. My question, isn't it already deteriorated? Like, does that know. does that matter? If it's already, if it was broken already. Now we're back in orbit. I guess now we're back in orbit and everything's... I guess Emma, what, guys? Protozoa performs now. Emma actually was right. It's just as long as you're in orbit, it's fine. That's the only thing that's that matters. That's the logic I'm operating on. I, that's the logic I was, the, lo- the logic on. I was operating on was that it was broken because it was out of orbit. Not that just being out of orbit is is everything's bad and then everything's good. I'm operating on the logic of this shit movie. So yeah, then Protozoa performs. My notes are finally performed. Please, this is oh, all also I the want. entire rest of Microbe is there. I don't know yeah. where they came from. But also, he, Judy and Plank are married. Yeah, well, they're, it's, yeah, they're getting it's a wedding now. They're getting married. It's cute. It's out of nowhere, but it's cute. I would like to see him propose at least. But like he, because Protozoa is like. Now I'm and, doing weddings. Now I'm doing computer space and the aliens didn't want a wit to do with me, but I still felt so inspired. I've been writing new songs. There's new layers to my career. I'm doing weddings. Then you cut to Ju- Judy's dress is actually really cool. nice. I, I liked like her, her cool. space dress. Yeah, and Planks in like his formal uh, outfit. And he's like, and this this song goes out to Xenon who else? Xenon my close personal so friend. My close personal A girl of 15, don't think too hard about yeah, it. Yeah, we, yeah. And... Well, I'm, and a, I I'm, a, I'm not going to think too hard about it because you know what's about to happen. Um. Also, my, my one note here, I said, wow, he does it again. This absolutely class. <laughs> he does it again. Protozoa Wake does it up, again. Shake me up. Brace me to the stars. They heard it at the break, Emma. So also, much to know so also he does explain something. He does explain something that I was really upset, worried they weren't going to explain. That the reason they sent Zoom, Zoom, Zoom was because, like we said, they received the transmission of his in-space concert, and then they were just sending that back as something the humans would recognize to get their attention. I didn't care um, one bit. Well, because I was like, why would they have sent Protozoa? Because they have taste. True. But then, like, Margie comes up to her and is like, hey, guess what? I convinced my dad to let me stay on the space day. We're going to become close friends in time for Z3. And then her and Neb, like, all, and all three of them are, like, friends. And then they're just all sitting there dancing. And like we mentioned, Orion just comes up behind her, creepily wearing, like, Taps form, her. Wearing, like, formal wear and just stands there and just is like, huh? And then she's like, huh? And there's a romantic, unearned moment that creeped me out. And then they never speak. She turns back around to keep jamming. Yeah, it's a different guy in the next one, right? I have no fucking it's idea. It's one of the competitors Men in the contest. Men don't matter in Xena. And I think he's played by a 
Power Ranger. I'm excited. Um, this song absolutely goes off. Listen, am I aware that this is a fake rock star and a fake band and who's not singing his own music? Yeah, I am. But if you said, Emma, do you want to go see Beyonce tomorrow? Or do you want to go see fucking Protozoa? <laughs> Play two songs? I would say Protozoa. I, we said this in the last um, Xenon episode, and it's still 100% true. Philip Reese, release a Protozoa yeah, album. They, he has this... It'll you go platinum. You know that thing that people talk about with celebrities, like that star power? Like, he has it. He's got He's it. got it. He has it. He's got it. Not I, really the actor, and, but him as Protozoa. Right, that's what I'm saying is I don't feel like he was even trying to have it, but he, he has, has it. It's it. accidental. It's incredible. It's 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 interplanetary. And it's, it's supernova. Uh, it's super. It is supernova. And um, that's the, the sequel. That's the sequel. It's bad, guys. And I'm zanned out. Are you ready to catch some Z's? I'm ready to just <laughs> zoot myself. <laughs> yeah, this I think I feel bad because I was really excited to cover another Xenon movie for the anniversary, and generally we cover for the anniversaries real bangers, but this one was not a banger a for sure. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've just been given our general thoughts throughout the whole thing but it just doesn't work it's... on on a story perspective and it's not protozoa's fault and it's not Zeno's fault. it's the it's the story Listen, they didn't have the story here and yeah. that's you know what that's they, they, which is it's the frustrating thing about it is they almost did is mm-hmm. xenon discovering aliens is a cool idea and you mm-hmm. could have done something with that and you know what guys and before where there is darkness there is always a dawn and i remember z3 is actually so good they yeah. write this z, shit. z3 was my the first one i ever saw and that was my favorite we'll come back to that one eventually that's when raven too. comes home that's when raven comes <laughs> home indeed raven's home indeed which Again, I don't want it's not Neb's new actress's fault. It's nowhere near her fault. Um, but what would you rate it? It's like a 5.5 for me. I might go so far to say 4.5. It's real. It's only because like I can accept the bad writing to an extent. The fact that it was just a slog to get through. Yeah, it was a slog. Really crushed me. Like I literally, I remember I was taking- I can watch these idiots say Lunarius for like four hours usually. And I was like, why am I checking how long this movie's like, been? And I was literally, I was pausing to take notes every now and again. And I was like, I don't want to You're so again. right though. The trenches were that nature walk to before we, right before we met <laughs> Protozoa. That was when I was just checking uh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. We're 40 minutes in. Here's what I'll say. Zequel, 4.5 out of 10. Protozoa. 10 out of but, 10, bye, bye. And Emma and I were talking a little bit about this over the break. We have to now, of course, say goodbye to Protozoa. They, yeah, they recast him in the third one. And as much as I like that movie, it doesn't have Philip Reese's Protozoa. Maybe the next guy will do a good job, but you just can't top the original. And to, to this movie's credit, like I mentioned up top, they give us a lot more Protozoa than we got in the last one. But I feel like the third one kind of doesn't have as much Protozoa, which is good because it's not him. So yeah, this one was pretty disappointing. And, and I don't know if we've explicitly said this before everybody, but generally when we do like a really good movie for the anniversary, we kind of like to follow it up with a lesser film. But I feel like this one was the lesser film. So for September, I want to cover something that I actually enjoy. So join us in September where we will be reviewing the Lawrence Brother classic, The Other Me. No idea what that means. It's the one where the kid clones himself. No, no. You've never seen that one? No. I love this one. I don't like male-led movies. I loved this one when I was like, well, you're, you're welcome to my world. I loved this movie when I was younger. Mm, and it's from like 2000. Like, it can't, like I saw it like on rerun and I was like, I love this movie. It's so good. It's Andrew Lawrence. It's an, it's an Andrew Lawrence solo vehicle. None of the other Lorai. None of the other are involved, unfortunately. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's a story about a little kid who accidentally clones himself. Oh, God, I'm so excited now that, you, that you're going to watch for the first time. But yeah, we'll do that next month. Hopefully it'll be a little bit better. But 
that's going to do it for us right now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening for five years as we continue to do this for inexplicable reasons. No reason at all. I don't know it's why. It's movies you... like this, but yeah. I'm actually listening to Orion talk about coordinates, and I wonder why I keep doing this. And I wonder why you keep listening, but you all keep doing it anyway, and we are deeply, deeply appreciative. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Um, at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. You can find me at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. But of course you should find us on Twitter at Podcast. Give us the follow there. We'd love seeing people tweet about the show. So, so nice. And um, review us. And you should and you should channel that positivity into reviews wherever you can on the iTunes or whatever podcast app you use that lets you leave reviews. It's so cool. We love it so much. Thank you. It'd be a great anniversary gift. We'd love it. And of course, as always, you should check out all the great shows on audioentropy.com. There's going to be one you like. I'm sure of it. But all in all, I think that's going to do it for this sequel or a five cool of an anniversary episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed And we will see you in September for the other me. DCOMs forever. DCOMs five ever. Shut up. The anniversary. Bye. Bye. Get me. Greg? I mean, it's not like I expected that we'd be together forever. I'm not a moron major, but he dumped me. How is that possible? I bet Margie had something to do with this. I'm not sure how, but she's down there and I'm up here and she's probably been plotting to get Gregory to jettison me and pay attention to her. Either way, it's pretty hard to keep up a relationship with somebody who lives 180,000 miles away. Ask Plank and your Aunt Judy. I know, I know. It's just easier to be the dumper than the dumpy. Well, look at the upside. All the time you've been spending Zap Pat and Greg can now be used to take further advantage of your free run of the space day. Xenon, I'm sorry, but after your little incident this morning, I am revoking your restricted zone roaming pass. Kindly hand in your RZRP to my office ASAP. There is one more aspect of your punishment we need to discuss in person.